we've got to, we got to learn from this. We got to get better from it. He's having he's he's being examined for something with his shoulder. Uh, right, I think. No, I I don't know. I don't know. They're doing an evaluation. They're they're. I think it's X-rays. Um, you know, I haven't heard yet. So. He's in, he's in, he's being evaluated. You know, I mean, I can't tell you really any more than that. It's a shoulder injury. He's being evaluated. Uh, when we know what it is, we'll let you know. I haven't asked the question. You know, we just got off the field, so. No, I don't think so. I mean, I just don't think we executed as well as we should have, and I think they did. You know, um, so that's that's really what it was. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Jameis did fine stepping in. We'll have to look at the tape and and really go back and evaluate where where he was. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I look overall. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say like it wasn't good enough for any of us. Um, so I'm not I'm not pointing anybody individually out. I'm just saying as a team, we weren't good enough. Uh, we got to be better than that, particularly in the second half. I apologize. On those back-to-back PI calls, did you have a problem with either one of those calls, or, or did you think? I, I, didn't, I didn't have a great view of it, so I, I couldn't comment on it. One of them, I, 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 the one on, I think it was Alante, I wasn't sure that I, that I agreed with that one, so. Yeah, I think I think it needs to be better. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, we got to figure that out, um, you know, particularly, you know, early in the game. Um, you know, so I think that's something that we've got to we've got to improve and, and, and we've got to get better at. We knew that this was a, a team that could rush the pass. You know, since the beginning of the year, we've been drafting those kind of just got started Say it again. Now, well, look, I, there's a couple of them where we just got beat early, you know, um, and so um, we'll have to keep looking at what are we doing technique wise? What are we teaching? You know, are we teaching the right the right things? Um, and uh, but certainly that's that's an area that we've got to. You know, we've got to get better at that because it's, it's not been good enough. Yeah. Yeah, look, I felt like at that moment in the game, I mean, uh, I felt like that was the right call. Um, the way we were playing, the, the moment in the game, um, you know, it turns out that, that you know, those points right there could have been could have been a big deal. But, you know, everybody's got the, the, the ability to look back and see how it ended and, and uh, question what you did. But I thought that was still the right decision. No, look, they just they, they started taking their shots down the field and, and they, they converted a couple. They got a couple of PI calls, which created some, you know, flip the, you know, flip the field. Um, and, and I thought that was really kind of the difference. Yeah, look, I'm confident in our football team. Um, we stumbled today. Uh, we'll learn from it. We'll get better from it. Um, and we'll keep going. How would you describe how Derek was as he was leaving? Did you get a chance 
Um, yeah, look, I mean, he was, you know, frustrated. Um, you know, he was hurt. So, um, and then they took him in the medical tent and, you know, told me he'd be out for the game, which, uh, and so they said they were taking him to get some uh, evaluation and then we'll see where that goes. No, I don't think that was, I don't think that was it at all. Um, you know, once they kind of got the momentum, it was hard for us to try to get it flipped. Um, and I don't know that, that we ever really did. All right, guys, thanks. Hey, don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast, giving you the State of the Saints podcast week three postgame show. The New Orleans Saints go down to the Green Bay Packers by a score of 18 to 17. The Green Bay Packers score and take the lead for the first time in the game with under two minutes left in the game. Well, a little over two minutes in the game. You know what, Who That Nation? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I wasn't surprised about the Green Bay Packers coming back out with fight. I said that at halftime. I said I, I know it's, it's 17 to nothing. I said, but, you know, this team is going to make the adjustments. And they're going to come back out. But I didn't think in my wildest dreams that I would be having a show with you this afternoon. Based on what I seen in the first half, that I would tell you that the Saints did not score any more points after the first half. I did not believe that I was going to tell you that the New Orleans Saints defense wouldn't be able to stop some average talent wide receivers for the Green Bay Packers. I, I don't think I would have told you that the Saints wouldn't have been able to stop Jordan Love. But that's what happened. And you know who that nation, we can blame a lot of people. You know, we can we can point fingers at a lot of what happened. But can you be surprised at this point? Can you be surprised at the ineptitude and the, and the lack of aggression? And excuse my French, playing like pussies late in games when it matters most. The New Orleans Saints quit 
went into the fetal position when Derek Carr went down in the game. As if Jameis Winston was just this scrub-ass quarterback that was incapable of throwing the ball down the field. Now, the defense didn't have their best game, even though they still they still held their opponent under 20 points. Who that nation? The Saints scored on special teams. The Saints held Green Bay without a point for the first half. The Saints stopped them boys in the red zone. And yet they still did not win the game. Now, people can go ahead and talk about, man, Blake Groupie missed the kick. We shouldn't even be talking about that. We shouldn't even talk about that. And as far as the defense is concerned, oh, what happened to the defense? What happened to the defense? This is what happens when you don't play complimentary football. When you get three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. When you get five consecutive, uh, you know, most of the most part, when you get two or three three and outs, punting the ball five times, what do you think is going to happen? The New Orleans Saints quit when they seen Derek Carr go down. You seen Dennis Allen on the sidelines looking defeated, looking like his whole world was upside down, justifiably so. I get it, right? This is your quarterback. This is the one that you put everything into. This is what your career is on the line. Basically, it is relying on Derek Carr being out there. But who the hell didn't see this coming? Who the hell didn't see this coming? Oh, TJ, man, you being so negative, TJ. You being negative, man. We won the game. We won the game. I mean, what you talking about the offensive line for? I mean, we did what we needed to do to win the football game. I can't believe you, TJ. You're not a real Saints fan. (laughs) All these clowns in the chat. All these clowns want to type at the end of the show. I've been telling y'all, this offensive line was going to get this dude hurt. And half of you did not want to hear what I have to say. Well, guess what? Guess what? Derek Carr got hurt. Y'all going to start listening to me eventually. Y'all going to start listening to TJ Jones eventually. And y'all going to realize that it is not about being negative. It is about showing and expressing the obvious. I don't get it why people want to just turn their heads to the obvious just because things go the right way and go the way that you want them to go. This was inevitable. Oh, he held on to the ball too long. Do y'all see this? You, you, like, you, you clueless fools. Did you not see? This dude was still getting hit, even when he was throwing the football and it was connecting with his receivers. It's rather you don't know, don't show, or don't care about what this offensive line has been doing. And now the Saints are in trouble because this offensive line is the worst in the National Football League. 
Stop trying to counteract what the hell I'm saying just to try to counteract what the hell I'm saying and listen to what I am trying to tell you. It is not a knock on the team. I love this team just as much as everybody else. But let's stop blowing smoke up each other's asses. This offensive line is going to get these quarterbacks killed. And it doesn't matter if it's Derek Carr. It, it doesn't matter if it's Jameis Winston. If you do not have an offensive line that can protect your quarterback, it doesn't matter how good your wide receivers are. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. You are not going to sustain success. Period. I can't even blame the defense that, for this loss. I can't. How long were them dudes on the field? How long were those guys on the field? They even said it. Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma even said it. He said, whoa, man, that's a lot of snaps for the, for the defense. All of those long drives. And then the offense comes back out and does absolutely nothing. But then I get Dennis Allen being upset. I get it. I, I, I understand him being upset. This is his guy. But when Jameis Winston came into the game, them boys straight up went into the fetal position. When Jameis Winston first came out there, they didn't even try to throw him the football. It was just a bunch of jet sweeps, and they were just trying to run the football. They standing on the sidelines like this dude, just a straight up scrub. Like, come on, man. Like, why are you acting like pussies? You know what I'm saying? When you need to be able to get the ball down the field aggressively. Oh, man, he ain't going to win that matchup. Man, did you see some of the passes that Jordan Love was throwing to? It was rather your receiver was going to catch it or your cornerback's going to catch it. I'm, I promise you who that nation, I promise you, if the New Orleans Saints would have went out there and threw the ball and it was 50-50, and you had your guy against their guys, and it just didn't happen, I wouldn't have said nothing. But them boys, quit. You can see it all on the sidelines. I get it. Oh, you dejected Derek Carr is gone. But Jameis Winston has shown you that he can make some plays. He showed you that he can actually get the ball into the hands of the playmakers. What the hell are you doing? These boys beat the New Orleans Saints playing park ball. They were playing park ball. This, like, this is how you play ball with your friends at the park, right? Drove me that fade route. Your, your other friend trying to get the ball, stopping you from catching the ball. Them boys were playing park ball out there. This was absolutely pathetic. And people say, well, you know, well, we can still talk about what happened with the Falcons? Bro, I don't give a damn about the Falcons because in reality, I don't care if they lost in the Super Bowl to us. You do not relinquish a 17-point lead with less than seven minutes left in a freaking game. If your defense is like that, if your defense is legit, if them boys are some dogs, you cannot do this. This offense... It's horrible. It's horrible. Doug Marone 
shouldn't even be able to get on the damn bus. Because here's the reality, who that nation, and this is what I've been trying to tell y'all. This is what I've been trying to tell y'all. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to this. This offensive line is responsible for two quarterbacks, two starting quarterbacks over the last two seasons. They are responsible for the Saints not being able to finish their season with the quarterback that they started with. Because all my reports and everything somebody, people are telling me, texting me, shouts out to the people on the ground, shouts out to my Green Bay Packer uh, news reporter friends as well. It don't look good. It don't look good for Derek Carr. It does not look good. It, it is not one of those injuries from what I'm hearing. It is not one of those injuries that is going to be like he's coming back next week. So this offensive line is responsible for putting two quarterbacks on the shelf in two seasons. Jameis Winston, back injury because of that game that happened in Atlanta. He was getting sacked left and right. And now Derek Carr. This offensive line is trash. Garbage. Pathetic. They, they, they are so bad that they have to bring in jumbo packages, and it don't even matter. I mean, take your pick. Everybody is getting their ass beat at the line of scrimmage. I don't care who it is. Even Ryan Ramchek is getting slapped around at the line of scrimmage. There is nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody on this offensive line deserves any type of big ups, any type of respect at all these boys are out there playing like they madden rating is 50 apiece this is pathetic absolutely downright pathetic you are up 17 points you even got a special teams touchdown somebody somebody tell me i don't think i ever seen a game where i've seen a special teams touchdown take place and a team lose Usually that's extra points. I mean, damn. This like this is the most pathetic thing I've seen in quite some time. And I've been a Saints fan my entire life. This is pathetic. I like I, I get it. This this game right here is just one game, right? They two and one. Great, fine. It could have been, you could have been the Denver Broncos getting your ass beat, what, 63 to 14 or something like that. It could have been worse. But at the same time, good and low. You had the crowd out of the game. You had these boys losing hope. And all of a sudden, you just wet the bed. I mean, this, this is this is sad. This is sad stuff, man. Absolutely sad. These boys beat the New Orleans Saints. Didn't have Aaron Jones, didn't have their wide receiver Watson, didn't have Baltiari, didn't have Jair Alexander. The Saints let these boys off the hook. You will never get an opportunity to have the Green Bay Packers as vulnerable as they were coming into this game. And now, and now you have to move on and 
move forward and focus on the next week without your starting quarterback more than likely. This offensive line is trash. Doug Marone needs to be fired tonight. Like, I, I don't I don't get why the New Orleans Saints even have this dude on the squad at this point. Like, Doug Marone is looking suspect as hell. Like, why is this dude even out there? Like, or seriously, like, get this dude out of the, out, out, out of here, period. I'm serious. Like, this is, this is absolutely pathetic. What is he teaching the offensive line? Like, seriously, this is the worst offensive line in football. The worst. Like I said, they are responsible because all of these dudes played last year. They are responsible for the injuries of two starting quarterbacks over the last two seasons. Say it. Absolutely say it. I'm opening up the phone lines right now. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I might like the comeback. Like you got to give the Green Bay Packers qu- uh, credit. They they did not give up. They could have they could have phoned it in, even though at, at times it, it looked like they did. I'm gonna give them credit. They came all the way back. They came back from 17 down. They did what they needed to do to get out of there with a victory. But this New Orleans Saints team, offensively, they've been having problems all, all year long, like since since the season started. And nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. Everybody wanted to talk about, no, nah, I won't say everybody. People want to tell me I'm a hater. People want to tell me, oh, I'm get picky. Well, how do you feel today? How you like me now? How you like me freaking now? That's why I don't give a damn what half of y'all be talking about. Because y'all don't sit up here and, and evaluate the games like your boy do it. I ain't talking about all y'all. But a lot of y'all, y'all just want to try to go at me because I'm on this microphone. So you're trying to find ways to do that. But I don't care. I don't care about who feelings that I'm hurting right now. I don't care who feelings I'm hurting. If, if I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you. That's why we have conversations on the State of the Saints podcast. That's the reason why we talk about imperfections, even in victories on the State of the Saints podcast. If you want fluff, if you want somebody blowing smoke up your ass, if you want somebody to be dancing during a Benson boogie, even when the offense of line looking like slow, wrong show. Wrong show. Find another show. We on booty kiss around here. We praise when it's necessary. Like Alante Taylor deserves the credit. Dude fought all game. You know what I'm saying? I even give Isaac Yellum some, some credit. Even though he gave up that pass to Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is the best wide receiver on their team. I'm not even mad at Yellum because he had a lot of pass breakups too. I'm not mad at the defense at all. These dudes were sucking win because the offense couldn't stay on the field. It's, it is a tragedy the way this offensive line is. An absolute tragedy. This is, this is tragic. Seriously, I got 605 people watching this right now. 600. You need to hit the like button. If you're feeling what I'm saying, hit the like button. If you're feeling what I'm saying, people in the chat, give me a thumbs up. If you're feeling what I'm saying, 
I want these people out here that was coming at me for the last three weeks. I want you on the phone lines. I want you on the phone lines. The, the cowards that have been hiding in the, in the chat, call me up and tell me what you want. Tell me I'm a hater today. Tell me I'm a hater. Go ahead and tell me I'm a hater because and I don't know what I'm talking about. How you like me now? Let's go to Money Mick. Mick, how you doing, man? Uh, Pissed off. How you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm doing just fine, man. Look, tough loss, embarrassing loss, but the floor is yours, man. I talk long enough. Hey man, I I, I want you know I one thousand percent agree with you. I think what twenty minutes, about twenty thirty minutes ago, I, I hit you up on Twitter and I told you Doug Marone needs to go. Uh, Out of here, man. I I think Spirit Airlines middle seat shouldn't even be able to ride back with the team, fly back with the team. Um, man, you hey Mick, you you know those movies where you know what I'm saying somebody then lost their car, the car broke down, so they they have to hitch a ride on the back of the hen truck. That's what that boy need. Yeah, that boy that, need to be tarred and feathered on the back of a hen truck. Yeah, he yeah, don't man. even he don't even deserve spirit. Yeah, that, I, I I just couldn't. I don't understand. Da Da has hands in this too because as the top general, you see your hundred and fifty million dollar investment is getting abused over the first two weeks. Why wasn't there a change done then? Thank Why you. wasn't that change? If you see, and not to mention, you have an offensive line, and this is being generous, that's worth over $100 million with contracts of Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchak, who looks like he's taking a huge step back. When you have all these good players, and not to mention uh, the Hamburger and Andrews Pete, who has been stealing money from the Saints over the last five years, hmm. when you have all this money invested in the offensive line and they still playing like poo, Derek Carr is sacked eight times over the span of two weeks. When do you say, you know what, maybe it's a scheme issue? Doug Marone got to go out of here. You wait. Out of here. You, you wait for Carr to get hurt, which looks like it was on his throwing shoulder, which is never good. How, Bruh, it's it's, it's not, it ain't, Mick, I'm telling you, it ain't good. It, it ain't good. It, it ain't good. Every, every, everybody that I talk to, I got, I got text messages right now. I got, te I got text messages. Shouts out to my, uh, my Green Bay Packer reporters that's at the game, too. It ain't looking good. It, it, he gonna miss. Some, he gonna miss some games with with yeah. this injury. For everything like unless like something happened, he goes to the hospital. They find a, he get a different opinion. They make like precautionary. It ain't looking good. And, and you know what's frustrating about this too? Now you're limited Taysom Hill because you got uh, what, what's up, Jake Hayner. You have uh, Jake Hayner. Yep. Uh, six six games gone, right? So now you have to limit Taysom Hill because you're down to Jamison Taysom. So that's going to take a limit out of your running game, which your running ability have. And, <laughs> and you don't make any type of changes. And I hear people blaming the defense too. And, and they, they're not off the hook on this. But what the hell do you want somebody to do when you said again a short field after short field after short field and Green Bay's already winning the time of possession? Well, how, how, well, do you, you, you want them to get a pick and score a pick six every play? Every to, to put all, to put points on the board that the offense is not putting up, man. Mick, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna say this very, very. I'm gonna say this very, very clear. These these guys that's been talking about you know the offensive line and I seen one dude like I I, I think I said I, I said it on Twitter. 
I said, man, it's the worst offensive line in football. And they went down there, and I think that was the pass that uh, Carr threw to Jimmy Graham. They look good on that. They're dry. I'm like, bro, what the hell are y'all doing? Like, what are we doing? At the point, at this point, we just trying to, like, sound right? Like, this offensive line is terrible. Look, you know, I'm calling I, I, up Taylor LeWine. I'm calling up Lyle Collins. I'm calling up – look, I don't care what offensive line on the street. The Saints need to fix this because I'm telling you, Jameis Winston is going to follow the same path. Yeah, he's going to follow the same path that he is going. They are going to get their quarterbacks hurt. Period. Yeah, it, and it, I, it's simple. I have people tell me all the time, "Oh, you're not a real Saint fan," because I'm saying the real, the same real stuff that you're saying right now, even in victory, because we we understand the end goal. You want a championship. We're not playing to win and get bounced out or barely make the playoffs or, or look awful. You're playing for the end goal. So just because somebody's preaching the truth, oh, you're not a real Saints fan. Oh, you're not, you ain't a real fan. You ain't a, that's ignorance. It's ignorance. And you hear people all the time study say, oh, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. But man, let's 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 the same way we watch other football teams from a logical objective, we can say whether a team is poor or not. We can say whether the offensive line is trash or not. We can say, oh, you know what? Arizona and Dallas right now. Arizona's probably not gonna win that because from an objective standpoint, we know Dallas is about to beat the brakes off of them. Why we can't have that same objective when it comes to the Saints, ladies and gentlemen? Why we can't be real with ourselves when it comes to the offensive line, even in the victory, that somebody's being sacked eight freaking times? Your $150 million investment is on the ground eight times in two weeks. In two weeks. Man. And two additional times. Was it two, was it two today before the, before his, his, before the sack that, that took him out the game? Man. I can't believe Like, honestly – at this particular point, I, I'm just like I'm man. You 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 ain't going, you ain't going nowhere. Like seriously, you ain't going nowhere if your offensive line cannot protect your quarterback. And I I, I said this, but I got some blowback from this. Look, I'm keeping receipts. I'm like Coach Prime today. I'm keeping yeah. receipts because when I say that the Saints, if their defense ever have a down game that offense wouldn't be able to sustain a lead to be able to add on to a lead once again people didn't want to hear that but yeah. guess what it happened yeah. it happened and what more do you want when you have a punt return for a touchdown you have an interception you have i think they sacked sacked uh got to love what once or two two times and then still held them to 18 points Bruh. what more do you want I, Matt, like, you can't give me the 20 points. You can't give me the 22, 24 points. Right. You can't. And, and, and if anything showed you yesterday, even in the college, on a collegiate level, level with, with Colorado, Oregon was, as far as skill positions, was not that much better than, than Colorado, if you asking me, just on paper. But everything comes down to the trenches. Can you block? Can I get time to throw the ball? And can you offensively you get there on the D-line? That's Man. where it starts at with football. It all starts in the freaking trenches. Right. I, I look, I agree, but uh, Mick, I, I got a few more calls I got to get to, man. But it's always good to talk to you, oh, With, man. Uh, man. Saints, uh, yeah, man, it, this this ain't what it is, man. But I, I appreciate the call and uh, make sure you call back anytime. Hey, man, keep preaching, man, because they need the truth. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Take care. No problem. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't give a damn who like it. I, I don't, I do not, because I I tell y'all, like you know, I love this team. I'm. I'm emotionally invested in this team. But when it comes to the X's and O's, 
when it comes to giving props to teams that deserve it. When I, I when it call when it comes to calling out uh deficiencies of teams, I'm telling you, like I don't care what anybody says. Like I don't. Like it, it's just that simple. Like this was little horrible. This was absolutely horrible. Like this was like I'm not even like honestly. I'm not even mad at the comeback. Like, I'm not even mad. Like, the, my, the comeback has nothing to do with why I'm fired up. It does not. It don't. Because this is what, I, like I said, I've been saying this for weeks. If the defense cannot carry this team, what's going to happen? And we saw. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. We're going to go to Chosen. Chosen, how you doing, man? What's going on, man? I, I think it's it's pretty obvious how everybody feeling, bro. I just really wanted to piggyback off you were saying, bro. Like I've been I've been around, I've been a member of this show for as long as it's been created, man. And each year we had these fans. When you do a show and you tell these people the negatives, you you, me, the moderators, Jerry, Arthur, you know, Chemo, Miss Tammy, uh, Miss Pammy. Every time we we it seems like they think we go against the grain when when we speak the same religion or we say something, and and when it comes to fruition, you know they they can't they can't admit that that's what it was. It, it's not about trying to be right. It's about calling the spade a spade, bro. Like you think we want to be right about about what's going on? No, because that means the team is is going down spiral. But that's why from week one, all TJ is just week one. Oh, TJ, we still got the W's week two. It's early. It's early. Bro, if you see a mistake and you get complacent, subconsciously, you do like you said, you're doing the repeated. It's in preseason, we've seen this O-line was getting bad. In, 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 in week one, the O-line getting bad. Week two, the O-line getting bad. And after that week two game, you said on the post-game show, Derek Carr, eventually, he won't make it this whole season. You said that, bro. Like, I, I got to give you your credit. You said that. You said... You literally, you, and people can go back and watch the tape. It's there. It's in the archive. We record everything. All the shows recorded. So this, we ain't just just making this up. You you literally said that if this old line don't get it together, Derek Carr will not finish out the season. And and, and whoop there it is, but the dude got hurt. I just feel like this still goes back to Dennis Allen. He needs to make the adjustments. He needs to call out, be responsible for who these coaches he got in place. Because at the end of the day, it's still no excuses. Whatever happened, happened. I hope Derek Carr get better. But that's just what it is, bro. And on top of that, there's no way 18 unanswered, man. It's like when Derek Carr went down, it's like we threw away the whole offensive game plan. Bro. Man, they, they quit. Like I'm telling quit. you, man, it was like, man, it's, it was like they sent in like stony case they sent in i don't know bubby brister or something like like i'm talking about like some of them like trash scrub quarterbacks that they had out like that's how they was looking on the sidelines i'm like bro this dude is not that bad like to this dude has started almost a hundred games in the in the in the nfl over nine seasons like <laughs> i know this dude know this playbook i know he knew exactly that but that goes to show you the trust the trust that he don't None. have, and if Dennis None. Allen was, the, and if the, and Dennis Allen was the coach 
he was led to believe he would have made the adjustments. Y'all can talk about Sean Payton with 70 and 20. Sean would have made them adjustments. I don't give a damn. Matt LaFleur, as you can see, made adjustments. I'm not mad about Green Bay coming back and winning. You know why? Because look who that coach is. Matt LaFleur is offensive-minded. He's innovative. Hey, he got that what, young what, did I, what did I say at halftime? What yeah. did I say at yeah. halftime? I said... I said, I know it's 17 to nothing. But I said, but win. Matt LaFleur is a really good play caller, and he's going to make the adjustment. That's what good coaches do. Man, that is what, that's, that's why when we had Man. our moments with Drew Brees and Sean Dude. Payton, when we down that half and we come back, that's just not, you said, it's not an outlier. That comes with the territory. When you're a good coach and you do your job, you do what you do, you make the adjustments. Dennis Allen had one game plan. He put all his eggs in one basket, him and P. Carmichael, and that was Derek Carr. When Derek Carr went down, like you say, the whole offensive scheme went down. That's when we went to these 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 bull crap run plays, which we should have been running when we needed to, but wouldn't. You got Jameis handing it off and throwing little check downs to Mike T, like he was trying to force Mike T, and 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 it still just wasn't enough, man. You throw a sub behind the sticks, and when we behind and we down, it's like, come on, bro. Y'all know Jameis. Y'all know what Jameis can do. Like, why why are we acting like that? Because Derek Carr came in. Like swallow hmm. your pride, man. Like, like gross to have some nets. You know what man, I'm saying? We, yeah, we, we play scared, bro. It all comes down to being conservative, bro. Man. We play scared. Derek Carr went down, and 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 our offense went down with him. Well, the 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 left the offense we had left. You know what I'm saying? And and it all goes back to coaching, bro. When your coach is scared, what, what is your team gonna do? When your leader, when your leader acting like that, man, what you expect your troops to do, bro? Piss poor, piss poor, play calling. Yeah, like cowardly play calling that day. Oh. Like seriously, like, bro, ain't no way in the world. If 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 Green Bay would have facilitated that comeback with Derek Carr, there's no way in the world they would have just been that conservative. Right. And I'm just and I'm just being honest. I don't see too much. I do not see much of a difference from Derek Carr to Jameis Winston in their skill sets and ability. Like seriously, I don't. Like I don't care when. Like I like Derek Carr. I think this would like before he got hurt. I think this was the best game that he played in the Saints uniform, but I'm just being honest. I, I don't see anything that's remotely different to a point where I feel like you have to change up your offensive game plan that hey, he's out. And you like, know what's crazy, bro? When after they didn't mean to cut you off, after it happened, I kind of still got a little excited. I'm like, well, okay, look who we got as our back. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I like Mike James for the creative spark. He came out there, first play, completed to uh, Jawan Johnson for about seven, eight yards. Come back to Mike Thomas, first down, first down. They stopped. Like, what's going on? Yeah, you you went away from it. Like, what you you? It's like you closed the playbook on them. Man, like I don't get it, bro. Like, it all goes back to coaching, bro. If if Derek Carr got to miss significant amount of time, bro, you haven't steered me wrong since I've been following this show, bro. I trust you. I trust the sources. If Derek Carr gonna be out like the Sam's out. It, I, I hope Jameis wear about three flag jackets and, and eat his vitamins because I, I pray the brother don't go down. You see, he got sacked. He got hit hard as soon as he came in. So, you, you know, it's, it's you don't, it, you can have Peyton Manning, Drew Brees back there. You can have Mahomes back there. If your own line not protecting, ain't nobody safe, bro. Hmm. They, they got to get it together. I know you got more calls, bro, but I'm going to end this with this. People... Win, lose, or draw, you got to correct your mistakes. We had we gonna have these conversations, bro. Or things like this happen. What we said, TJ. What we said when you play a competent team, who 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 can who can attack your exploit your weaknesses? That's when the L's gonna come. I didn't expect that for uh for Carolina. I didn't expect that with uh 
uh, 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 Ryan Tannehill. But Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur, like, come on, bro. Like, it, the record may not show it, but go back and look at the whole resume, bro. These, they, they're not scrubs. There's a reason why we wanted to draft Jordan Love. There's a reason why we lobby for guys like um, Matt LaFleur as coaches with those innovative minds. It's the reason why the, the league is switching man, to that type of, hey, that type of system. I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to cut you off, man, but check cool. the check out this clown. What the hell are y'all guys talking about? Uh, just a missed kick within two minutes, period, period. It shouldn't even man, been it that, It shouldn't bro. even been that, man. You freaking fool. You up like, th th these are the people that I'm yeah. talking about, yo. Yeah. These are the people yeah. that I'm talking about. They just want to say something that they feel like is right. Not realizing that this team was up 17 team to nothing. nothing. 17 to nothing with like seven minutes left in the game. What That's the, the hell are you talking about? That's the problem right there. Like, right there. You, dude. You settling. Settling. Bruh, settling. Get your Skip Bayless wannabe ass out of the chat with that nonsense, fake, freaking hot take that you want to have to try to counteract anything anybody else is saying. I told y'all, if you want to come in and you, you talking some sense, cool. But don't be coming to me with these undisputed first take wannabe ass takes that makes absolutely no sense. This team was up 17 to nothing with about seven and some change left, and they lost. Get your skip Bayless ass out of my chat. And the crazy part is if, if they if they know this, if they know how we grow rock over here, if the same, if he would have made that kick, we'd have won, we still be getting on the, getting on their ass. You know why? Because it shouldn't even been that. It shouldn't yep. even have to come I down. I still would have came on this thing. Still like, what the hell going yeah. on? I didn't right. like honestly, I swear, I I swear, I still thought they was gonna win. I thought I was mm -hmm. like, okay, they set up for a field goal. But then, but I'm telling you, but then when I see that quick slant off to Mike T with little to no short, aggression yeah. whatsoever. Oh I said, God. these boys playing for a field goal. They yeah. playing for a field goal. They told Jameis to play for a freaking field goal. They ain't no way. Bro, no and, 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 and I don't feel bad about saying this either. For the last two weeks, the New Orleans Saints against the Tennessee Titans, they went for it on fourth down, chosen. Am I wrong? Did nope. they throw the ball deep? They so did. They so did. Week number two against Carolina. Carolina. Clutch, fourth, third, clutch yeah, play. Third, yeah, third and 17 and fourth or whatever. They, they went for it. Exactly. Threw, threw the ball, threw the ball, received your heat down the right sidelines, right? Yep. Why Jameis can't get the same luxury? Wow. Oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> Why he can't get the same luxury? Let's he talk has about a it, better, though. like, honestly, he has a better deep ball than him. So if if Rashid Shaheed gets behind the defense, if Chris Alabe gets behind the defense, they's going. But we ain't gonna talk about that. Chosen, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. Let me get back to these uh other calls, man. But call right, back man. anytime, man. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, man. All I'm saying, no trust, no trust. And don't give me that, man. Well, you know, man, Derek Carr would have would have made the pass. You know, like, no, that was 50-50. Just like a lot of what Jordan Love was throwing. 50-50. You got playmakers, they got playmakers. If your playmakers can't make a play over their playmakers, I can live with that. But what I can't live with is coward-ass football. I just can't. I cannot deal with cowardly-ass football. I cannot. That is what, that's what gets you beat. That's what has you sitting at home in January. Cowardly 
ass football. And that's what the Saints played down the stretch because they did not trust Jameis Winston in clutch situations. Ain't no way in the world they wouldn't have allowed or gave Derek Carr the green light to throw that ball down the field to Shahid or Alave. You ain't about to tell me that. That conservative quick slant play call was made possible by the fine folks on the Saints offensive coaching staff that probably told Jameis, look, if it ain't there, you're not sure about it, just check it down. We can kick a field goal like some punks. Like some punks. P-U-N-K-S, punks. That's what them boys was. Levante, how you doing? Are you there? All right, we're going to move on. We're going to go to uh, Justin. Justin, how you doing? TJ, <clears throat> I ain't been, you know, I ain't been catching all of it, but I've been listening to some of the playback. If I were next to you, I would give you a high five three damn time. That's how I, how I feel about it. Because let, let me say this. I'm, I'm the offensive lineman. You the receiver. Done been there and done that. Every time you just said it was, was the truth, I don't care if you don't like it or not. A lot of people got mad at me yesterday when I said about a Jackson State quarterback. I ain't care nothing about it. I'm going to say the same thing you said. If what's nine, if that off of the line wasn't going to block, it was going to some other team that was going to happen. They mm. weren't expecting this to happen. But you should have been already ready. Like you said, they came, They became conservative. They put, you know, like them, them, them spray dog the mutts. They went in mutt mode. That's what that's what that's that's why I call it. They went straight mutt mode. Cause when that first drive when Jamie Wilson got in there, why the heck are you running to the short side of the field? That's one. That's one. I don't know why you running a jet sweep to that side. Why you ain't running to the wide side? And then you just took it wasn't that they just stopped or they just uh the running game wasn't working. Actually it was. That's what, that's what, man, what, yes. I, what am I, thank you, what the, what was I missing? Actually, what was I they missing? They was running tosses when you kept doing all tackle, counter traps, and toss left, toss right. I said, okay. Then when Cesar Ruiz went down, I said, okay, here comes Andrew Speak. Let me see what Andrew Speak's going to do. When they was running the ball effectively, they got got darn pass happy, and they did that in the second half. Oh, we just gonna start passing the ball. We gonna we gonna, we gonna stop running the ball. Bruh. We gonna stop running the ball. Got pass happy. When was like, I, I may be tripping. I, I may I may be tripping. But did anybody see Kendra Miller and, and Tony Jones Jr. in the second half? No, I didn't, I didn't see. see a, I, I just saw it. Just pass protected. I'm like, did they like, get hurt? I'm like, two. Bro, I, two. I didn't see nobody running a football but Taysom Hill the entire second half. I promise you. Where where was like did do, like I don't know. Did they get lost in a tunnel at halftime? Like what the hell happened? Like I ain't seen. I I didn't see. Man, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I swear I didn't see Kendra Miller. And I didn't see Tony Jones Jr. And I don't know if that's because maybe Jameis was in the game. But at the end of the day, it doesn't like matter. these dudes was running the football. 
They was running the football. Lee. I what? listen to Mike Trippett. I happened? listen to all y'all. And I'm like, I'm listening to all the excuses they can say that some of them like to bring up. And I say, yeah. Yeah, this ain't, uh-uh. If this off of the line, do not do. The off Bruh, of the line, when it came to the run game. I love, I like, said, I love them dudes. I swear. I love them. Right. I love them. I, I love, I like, I love all the Saints reporters. Like, all jokes aside, I understand how hard it can be. But right. if you making excuses for this offensive line, if you're making excuses for what happened and what transpired today, you just don't want to lose your spot and, and your and, and I guess your rapport with the team. Like straight up. Like if right. you can't call it out, if like honestly, if you can't call out the obvious, then you just wanna you just don't want to lose your spot with the team. Like you you right. like the fact that you're getting inside sources, you like the fact that you get to get all these perks. The hell with all that. Like, if I got to, like, swallow my pride and not be able to express myself to a point just because I can, you know what I'm saying, walk in as a facility and shake hands and get some inside information, keep mm -hmm. that ish. This right. offensive line is garbage. Now, I'm not saying they're doing it. I'm not. I am not saying they're doing it. But I'm saying if you are making excuses for this offensive line, you do not want to lose your position or what the team may feel about you. Like, seriously, I don't care if you're a beat writer. I don't care if you're a reporter. I don't care if you're just writing articles for the team. If you out here making fluff after this performance from the offensive line, if you don't want to call a spade a spade, you just don't want to lose your position. Straight right, up. Call it what it always, is. Because they always giving grades out for which offensive lineman did this good or that good. I'll I be saying, hell no. Because at the end of the day, round check, he could. I, I give him that, but he got his tail whooped too. I didn't like, they had Landon. Why you got Landon Young out there as, as the heavy man package? You know he's the weakest link too. Why you got him? He getting his tail whooped too. They, 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 were, doing, they were doing one by one. The really, when Cesar Reed got that concussion, I said, how the heck he get a concussion? And you barely, you barely blocking in the darn body. Well, so, you know, I mean, when those do, when honestly, when them dudes like be hand, you know, slapping and stuff like that, man, when they be trying to, like, you know, hand fight, like, it's illegal now, you know, what I'm saying to hit yeah. a guy in the side of the head like Reggie White used to do, but they still be like putting their hands out there trying to make those swim moves, and then sometimes in the process of those swim moves, they can really, you know, what I'm saying, be taking shots with the offensive line. So that's 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 pretty normal, you know, what I'm saying yeah, like that. That's yeah. a kind of a normal occurrence. But all I'm saying is this offensive line is trash. Straight up trash. I don't care what anybody say. I don't care who feelings I'm hurting. I don't care who people are on the on, on the on the chat watching this right now. I don't care if they people on the chat. Your child, your your, right. your father, your, your your son, your you know what I'm saying, your cousin. They need to do better because this is this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. This I, ain't I it, man. She, this this is I wish not she had the fire button, bro. This ain't it. This this is absolutely not it, for real. Like I, all I jokes aside, man. I wish she had the fire button. Let me tell you this. I'm for I'm gonna put this out there. Even though Adam Camaro coming back next week, I'ma say this. That crap is not gone, Matt. Her, not gonna matter. I, oh, we got Africa Mario coming back. 
Yeah, but if if if, if Jamie Winston on his ass, how you gonna get Kevin Al Camargo get the ball? If if your if your offensive line can't pass protect, how can I you get how can you get uh screen passes off to him? How can you get uh well not so much screen passes because you know screen passes yeah. are designed for for the defensive line to get into the backfield. You know what I'm saying? In order for the running back to get behind you. So how are you gonna be able to do any of the passing thing, you know, pat do things in a passing game with Alvin? How, right, how can you yeah. do that? Like, but Justin, yeah. I, I like I said, I got a few more phone calls to get to, man. But thank you so much Oof. for for your comments, man. All right, yeah, I appreciate it. All right, yeah, man. I mean, look, trash, pathetic, awful. Anybody that's out here lobbying and, and making excuses for this offensive line, bruh, mm -mm. this this ain't it, man. Much love to everybody. I ain't trying to go at nobody, but this ain't the energy that we need. This ain't the energy that we need to put out there. We need to call it for what it is. I'm serious. Like, this is a terrible, and I do mean terrible, offensive line. Awful. God awful. Like, this, this ain't it. Like, this is not it. it. It is not it. I don't care what Pete, like, you may not like Pete Carmichael, may not be your cup of tea, but what the hell can he call? What in the world can he call that would be able to, <laughs> to work? And be executed successfully if your offensive line can't protect. This is three weeks in the making, who that nation. I'm sorry. I hate that this happened to Derek Carr. And I hate the fact that I had to bring this to your attention. But this is three weeks in the making. 12 sacks in three weeks. 12. How many times Jameis got sacked in this game? I mean, what he got sacked twice? Derek Carr got sacked twice, four sacks last week, four sacks the week before. I mean, you don't need to be a rocket scientist or have a degree from Yale or Harvard to understand that this offensive line isn't very good. All right, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and go to uh, Josh. Josh, how you doing, man? Hey, TJ, can you hear me clearly, first of all? I can hear you, man. What, what you got for us? You know, normally, TJ, I agree with 90% of what you said and disagree with about 10% of what you said. But at this point, I can't find any disagreement with anything you're saying here at all whatsoever, dude. We are 100% on the same page. With that, I want to ask you a question, man. Mm -hmm. Who the hell was playing in uniform number 71 today? Because it sure as hell wasn't Ryan Ramchak. Oh, man, that was Somebody awful. needs to call the New Orleans Police Department because somebody done kidnapped Ryan Ramchak, got him locked in the basement there, and put on his uniform and went out went out and played for him today. Hey. Ryan Ramchak is a missing person right now. Everybody that, knows how I feel about Ryan Ramchak, Josh. Like, he's my favorite. That dude used to be able player. to hang with anybody. Man, it's like it's like the monsters came down from from whatever planet they was on and, and zapped his talent, and now they're playing football on planet whatever. You know what I'm saying with his talent? That's that's the way it looked. But Josh, take your pick. Like seriously, take your pick. Every last one of those guys on the offensive line got their ass whooped today. Every last yeah. one of them from the start of the game. The swim move that was about as basic. I'm talking about as, as even when we as put six people out. Shoes. Even when we put six people out there, yes, jumbo package didn't work. I mean, the first play, I'm telling you, that swim move that I, man, who was that? I want to say it was Kenny Clark. The the swim move that Kenny Clark put on Eric McCoy. Eric McCoy should be like I gotta I gotta say this. He should be arrested for stealing money at that particular time. 
Because how can you be a a center, like one of the top centers in the league, and getting beat like that? Like, I get it's Kenny Clark, and Kenny Clark is not somebody that you could just take lightly. But still, on a, on a swim move like that, pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Across the board, pathetic. Oh, and the news gets worse, TJ, because – in four of the next five weeks, we're playing top 10 defenses. Yep. Um, the only time we're not playing a top 10 defense in the next five weeks is with the Texans. They have a pretty weak defense right now. Mm-hmm. But in four of the top, the next five weeks, we're playing all top 10 NFL defenses, which means our line is going to get absolutely eaten up to shreds. Um, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to tell you. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you. I think you're absolutely right about firing Doug Marone immediately. And I'm not even saying this from an emotional perspective. I'm saying this from an actual practical, logical perspective. I think sometimes drastic situations call for drastic measures. Because, listen, on paper, this is a talented line. Eric Mm. McCoy by himself ain't no scrub. Um, Ryan Ramchek by himself ain't none of those guys that are, you know, they've proven that they have talent in the past. Mm. So you got to think that this is the coaching, right? right? Except for maybe Trevor Penny, who's not panning out the way he should be. But. I honestly think, hey, it, we need to do something very, very quickly. And and um, I think firing Doug Marone and bringing somebody else in is that uh, is that thing to be doing. Now, the one positive thing was Alante Taylor. Oh, my God, dude. Yep. That dude was looking like Champ Bailey out there, yep. man. Yeah, he looked incredible. I, mean, I have not incredible. seen a cornerback play that well, any cornerback in any team for a very long time. Yep. I agree. Yep. Like, I think Alante Taylor was definitely the bright spot of this team. The yeah, battle, he battled all game. I mean, it, it just comes with the territory. You win some, you lose some. Um, but at, at the end of the day, like I said, this defense was on the field way too long because this yeah. offense could not be convert. They could not convert. They could not move the football. Dinkin and Duncan, nickel and diamond, and and well, nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. And then in well, the second, and it this, and it's like in the second half, Josh, when they came back out. All right, they they just walked out like, okay, man, we got 17 points. And like, and honestly, it was some arrogance on the behalf of Dennis Allen because they had that 17 point lead, and he does exactly what defensive coaches do in situations like that. They want to make the offense simplistic, they don't want to step on the, the head of the, the opposition, they want to rely on their defense. And they want to play in a fetal position on the offense. I hope well, this game helped them learn their lesson. The lack well, of aggression in the second half is the reason why the Green Bay Packers were able to come back. Plain and simple. Well, here's the last thing I want to say before I let you um before I let you get to another caller. I um if they allow Jameis to be fully Jameis, um, and if we if we, if we fix the line somehow then we'll be okay for a few games without Derek Carr. If Derek Carr misses four or five games, we'll be okay. Now, Jameis will have his interceptions, but he'll also have his touchdowns. So the defense – but the defense will be make be, – well, I think the defense will be able to make up for Jameis's interceptions as long as he's also scoring touchdowns, right? Right. So if we get this line fixed, get Doug Marone out of here, figure out what's going on with the scheme, because I really think it's more of a scheme issue than a talent issue. Um. I feel like we'll be okay for four or five games without Derek Carr in, because um, Jameis can Jameis can get a Jameis can score. You know what I mean? And then it's just up to the defense to hold the other team to a certain score. So if we if we do this, but we're probably not going to do this because Dennis Allen. You know, I don't. 
his, his decisions on like who to keep around and bring in and stuff like that as far as coaching don't seem to be the greatest. But I think that, um, yeah, I could see Jameis going down and getting hurt within a couple of weeks um, if they, if Doug Marone is still around. I, I really, I really do. So I, I don't know, TJ, man. This this was really just I, this game pissed me off so badly. I I, I can't even put it into words. Man, and, and people talking about get, us getting Alvin Kamara back next week. Let me tell you something. All Pete's going to do with Kamara is send him up the middle twenty times. He's not even going to take advantage of Kamara's talents, and especially with this line, he probably really even can't. So getting right. AK back is not even really going to do much for us. So that last caller was right. And um, yeah, I'm with you 100% on this one, man. Let's get get Doug Marone. He's the weak link on this team. Let's get him gone and, I don't know, start over with the offensive line as far as from a coaching perspective. Yeah, I think it starts with the coaching. They, I don't even think this dude deserved to be back on a plane, like how bad that offensive line is. And that's on his watch. You know, that that's that's on his watch. And and it has been like this for the last two seasons. So, I mean, you, you, you have to acknowledge that. Like, you have to acknowledge the fact that for the last two seasons, the, the quarterback that you started the season with is no longer available because of the ineptitude of this offensive line. But, uh, Josh, I thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Make sure you call back anytime, man. Thank you. Okay, see you later. All right, take care. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> You, you ain't winning nothing. Like, you ain't sustaining no level of success, and you're not going to have a, a, a quarterback that can stand upright if you don't have an offensive line. Like, I look, I'm telling y'all, like, I know the offensive line isn't what we pay attention to consistently. Like, we don't. Like, you only pay attention to the offensive line if your quarterback is just getting smacked around constantly. That's when you're paying attention to your offensive line. You're not paying attention to them when – you know, things are going right. And and honestly, you don't really pay that much attention to them. You follow the ball. So, but this offensive line is horrible. And to me, you got too many guys on the payroll, too many guys contractually obligated to be on your line. So it's not like you can release this guy, release that guy. It, they, they're they going to be, this is your offensive line for the exception of Andres Pete and Trevor Penning, you know, for at least four to five years. Right. I mean, even like what Trevor Penning, yeah, you can pick up his fifth year option, maybe. You know, Andrews Pete, he just on borrowed time. Like he just out there. Right. I mean, James Hurst got God bless him. Nobody expect for him to be a world, a world changer or anything like that. But the, the right side, those are first and second round picks. Those are guys with potential all pro talent that's on there. I'm talking about Eric McCoy and Ryan Ramchick, and they out there just getting beat to sleep. And, you know, I know that injuries have occurred throughout the career of Ryan Ramchick, but, man, this offensive line looked like trash. And you have to, like, start with the coaches. And for that person that said, oh, we acting like the Saints lost by 40, uh, they might as well have lost. I mean, they now he said they should have had 40. Uh, we acting like they had 40 points. If you have one of the best defenses in football, if your defense hasn't allowed a, a team to score 20 points in 11 contests, like 11 straight contests because even today they lost, but the Packers didn't score 20 points, right? So you should win football games, right? So miss me with that. Like that that is the type of mind frame that we just be trying to put our mind at ease so we don't want to come to grips with reality, right? The reality is if you have one of the best defenses in football and you're up 17 to nothing, they're supposed to be able to sustain that level. 
and the offense is supposed to be able to go out there and sustain drives to run the football. Why were the Saints throwing the football, right? And why weren't they trusting Jameis Winston to push the ball down the field? Cowardly football. Cowardly football. But anything to make you, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do to put your mind at ease, it's cool. We're going to go to Lee. Lee, how you doing? Lee, are you there? All right, we're going to move on. We're going to go to uh, Walter. Walter, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, TJ? I'm doing all right, Walter. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, Today, man, watching the game, bro, all, all the defense did was bull rush and swim move the whole game. Hmm. The whole game. That was it. Yeah. Aaron McCarr got put on his ass the whole game. Yeah, from, that whole O-line. That yeah, whole O-line, line. Walter. Like, as a staff organization and crew, them boys got whooped. Like, I'm serious. Like, the whole offensive line looked like garbage. Absolute. Like, you know your offensive line is garbage when the worst guy on your offensive line looked like one of the best. The only, like, honestly, the two holding penalties that Trevor Penning got, I mean, still wasn't worse than a performance of that offensive line throughout the game. Like, it, it, that, that's how it was. Like, that's how bad it is. This guy responsible for, for two holding penalties, one that took away a first down that the Saints had. The other one, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it was a positive game. And this dude wasn't even the worst that we've seen on the offensive line today. That's sad. That is they, absolutely sad, Walter. They they made they made our best offensive line like our worst offensive line. That's sad. Man. They ran around around red check like he was a, a practice dummy. That yeah, I, I I don't I don't know, man. I'm but this this is sad. Like this this is really sad stuff when you think about it. Like I said, I'm not even mad about them losing a 17 point lead. I I swear to you, I'm not. I am not because I I saw it coming. I really did. I saw it coming. I said you're expecting for your defense to go out here and perform and put up numbers in the NFL. That is honestly, you like it's catered for the offense. All the rules that they have benefit the offense more so than the defense. And you're asking a defense in modern day NFL to basically pitch a shutout or basically hold the team to a certain total yardage, like and you're constantly putting them on the field over and over and over again. It worked for the last couple of weeks, but it was only a matter of time before they went against a team that is an offensively driven team and they're going to have some bumps in the road. So I'm not even mad at the defense. I'm mad at this offense for not being able to sustain the level of success that the defense allowed them to have in the first half. And by them not doing so, it made the, the defense get tired. This is probably the most they've probably been on the field this entire season because the offense could not move the football. Now, um, like last year, I blamed Pete Carmichael for the play calling, but now so he still gets some of the blame. But now you see it, it's Doug, it's Doug, Doug with the offensive line. He, it, it got to be the technique he's teaching, cause ain't no way y'all all your offensive line will get beat with the same moves every yep. play. I, I think, I think honestly, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of Doug Marone not having the offensive line the way it should. 
And it's also P. Carmichael for playing like a straight-up punk when it comes to the play calling. That's what this was. Like, there was no aggression, like, whatsoever. Like, everybody, for the most part, they felt like they had the 17-point lead, and we just trying to keep it. Dennis Allen, and honestly, justifiably so, he trusted that defense, and all he wanted them to do was play super conservative and bring the defense out there. And they made absolutely no adjustments. It was the same old speech like we remember against Arizona on Thursday night. Keep on doing what you're doing, right? Keep on doing what you're doing. No changes, no, no, no nothing. And that's why we're in this situation right now. Period. You know, but, it's crazy when he um this is my last point. When it was mm-hmm. crazy that at halftime they asked him what was the, you know, how was the team doing. He mentions the defense. He didn't mention nothing about the offense, what they had to improve on. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like maybe he just felt like there ain't nothing they needed to improve on. But this was this was just sad right here. And this is one of the main reasons why, you know, onlookers and stuff like that, that that question the Saints and question what type of record they're going to have and question Dennis Allen as a head coach. This is the type of stuff that gets, gets them justified. And we and we get mad as fans because we say that this team is good and they are, but they continue to get in their own way. It's not like the teams that they're going up against they can't hang with, but it's just the decision making down the stretch in crucial situations it is just mind-boggling to me how this team just can continues to unravel in clutch situations when they it's almost to a point uh walter i don't Mm -hmm. even want the saints to have a lead like that that's that's how i feel about like i don't even want them to have a lead because they don't know what to do with it every time the saints come out the gate strong for the most part with Dennis Allen as their head coach, they always seem to get in their own way down the stretch and lose a football game. We've seen the same thing happen when they played Tampa on Monday night a couple, uh, a few years back. We've seen the same thing happen when they played against the Cincinnati Bengals last year. It's the same thing. It's like they, it's like they just try to hold, you know what I'm saying, they hold on to a lead with everything that they have with very little aggression and you're not going to win football games like that. You're, you're not going to win football games like that. So that's the way I feel. You, you got anything else, Walter? Um, this might be like a hot take of maybe in the moment. But I feel like the Saints, they should clear the whole um, offensive, offensive room. The offensive coordinator, the online coach. You could keep wide receiver and running back coach and quarterback coach. But online and off, offensive coordinator got to go. It's time for resurgence. Yeah, look, I, I don't know, man. Whatever happens when it comes to the coordinator, it's not gonna happen this year. This, this, yeah. these are your New Orleans Saints. Offensively, this is this is who they are, right? This, this is who they are. So it's rather you're gonna fix the issues, which I hope that they do, or you're gonna continue to have games like this. It, it's just that simple. Yeah. So that, but Walter, I really do appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. All right, take care. All right, you too. Yeah, I mean, this is the things that happen. And I I, I, don't, I don't know. We're going to go to uh, Prime. Prime, how you doing? I'm doing good, my brother. You doing good today? Yeah, I'm doing just fine, man. What, what, what you got for us? All right. Give me five minutes, man. I was dozing off. That was waiting so long. <laughs> yeah, no, I apologize. Hey, man, yeah, look. Man, I everybody, everybody wants to sound off about this loss, man. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just going to say, I want to say about five or six things. Right. Number one, what you see, Carl is not that way better than Jameis. This proved that Jameis was not the problem. It was your offensive line. You've been having problems with this offensive line for three years now. You should have did something about it. Instead of spending $150 million for Carr, you should have spent that money to get better better players or better backups at least because that that just, that just sucked. And I'm going to say what you didn't want to say. Dallas Allen retreated because Jameis came in as, as the black quarterback. He didn't want to see his brothers succeed because why all of a sudden now you start doing dumper passes. I've been I've been a Saints fan since 1970, all right? And I noticed whenever you're playing against a defense that has a pass rush, you either call screen passes, a quick slam passes, or you run it right at them. That's how that's how you that's how you neutralize people with speed. But of course, I say this at the beginning of the season, I say it on your show, I think. At the beginning of the season, I'm not too excited about this season. Be kind of like how they, they screwed over Jameis, but I'm, I'm telling you, I don't see them going. I don't see them winning more than seven games this year because Allen is the comedy denominator. You're going to tell me in three years' time because you remember it was three years ago when we played Green Bay, the same team in Florida, and Jameis lit them up. We had the same offensive line back then, didn't we? Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this, though, Prime. Like, what would Dennis Allen gain for wanting to sabotage Jameis Winston? I'm I'm just saying out of curiosity, what would he actually gain? Because it's not like we're talking about Belichick. It's not like we're talking about Sean Payton. This is a guy who historically has a reputation for not being a good coach. So not allowing Jameis to succeed, wouldn't that be like him? like basically not succeeding himself because Jameis success is kind of tied into his success. So why, why would he want to sabotage in your opinion? In my opinion, he wants to, he don't want, he don't want to let him play because he called him out last year and he's still bitter about that. He just, he just like a simp. All right. Yeah. He like one of those kind of dudes that when you call them out and put them on the spot, they never forget you. Even though you're being wrong about a situation, he just can't forgive him about that because the whole change, the whole the whole playbook changed. Because really, you you should you should because now you got James. I've been watching Carl for two weeks now. Carl we Carl has thrown a deep ball every time. Carl throws a deep ball. The receivers have to slow down. James catch people in, in stride. James was zipping the ball like that, like he was supposed to. James was not the problem. The problem is D.A. and D.A. need to be out of there because I told you at the beginning, I got on your show, I got on Q show, and I said, I get about week three or four, James going to be in there because something's going to happen in the court. And look, shit, it happened. So, I mean, I agree with, look, I agree with you on that. Like, I, mean, look, I, I, I was saying, I've been saying the same thing since the season started. I agree with you on that. But here's where I feel like we kind of differ. I just think that because Dennis Allen is not known as a successful coach, he you, 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 you should want to, you know, whoever, whoever the quarterback is, you should want to maximize all of their potential because of their success is riding on your success is riding on their success. That's, right. that's, I, that's my own. That's my own. That's my only thing there. Now, well, I agree I with you. Agree I agree with you on that. This is where we agree. I do agree that there's a trust issue between Jameis Winston 
the offensive coaching staff, and head coach Dennis Allen. I don't feel that he trusts Jameis Winston the way that he would trust Derek Carr in that situation. We seen I'm, week I'm, one. I don't know why. We seen week one, Prime, on fourth down against the Tennessee Titans. We seen him give the green light to Rashid Shaheed on a streak route straight down the field for Derek Carr to deliver the ball to him. Week one, we seen it week two, right? Now, the question is, would he have given Jameis Winston that? Absolutely not. I'm Hell gonna, I'm no. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because here's, here's the thing. That last pass to set up Blake Groupie for that 46-yard field goal, right? Right. It wasn't like Michael Thomas like caught like an eight-yard pass. It was like maybe four or five yards right there, right? So right. If you wouldn't have got those four or five yards, what are we looking at? Maybe like a 51-yarder? We, we exactly. already know that Blake Groupie already got a big leg. So if you know he has a big leg, even though he missed the kick, if you know he has a big leg, you know he can make it from 50-plus, why wouldn't you give Jameis Winston the green light to be able to push the ball down the field, right? That was like, there was no other option. That was the play Derek Carr was going to do. That's the play that Pete Carmichael green-lighted, and that's the play that they ran. The question is, why didn't they give Jameis Winston that same level of respect? Because you would have had to kick a, a long field goal regardless. So why exactly. not go for the kill shot down the field? Because because Jameis Winston wasn't his pick. He was a pick of Sean Payton. Sean Payton brought Jameis here. And, 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 and Allen has to prove his point that I'm the king. I'm the man. I'm going to make all the right decisions. He's a jackass. Because I'm going to tell you right now, as a teacher, as an educator of 20 on 30, this be my 30-year teaching, at these schools, I mean, I teach in Houston ISD. At these schools, the state took over the school with this new system, and I'm at one school that has this new system. Whenever the students don't do good, they don't blame the student. They don't blame the parent. They blame the teacher. So why isn't it like that in all the profession, professions, professions in this country, especially football? You blame the coaches. The coaches, not, it, it, they probably call the wrong scheme or whatever. Because my thing is, you draft all these people that are good run blockers, but they're not good at pass defense. Now, why not keep on running the ball, running the ball, running the ball? You use the run to set up your play action pass, which is Jameis is good at and apparently caught at. But the big difference between the two, Carr sucks in the red zone. Jameis is one of the top five quarterbacks in the red zone. And as far as people talking this foolishness about, oh, oh, well, oh, well, we, we going to, we, he, Jameis going to throw interceptions. Call through interception the first, the first week. He threw one last week. And he almost threw two this week. Yeah. He sure look, look he, he look he was he was he was starting he looks down receivers he gets stuck up on work person how in the world can you not how in the world can you not score you only got one touchdown and you've been in the red zone like what six times in three weeks and you only got one touchdown to show for it I mean actually, and you and, more, and, and you been more than that I think I want to say like maybe ten or eleven times and you only got two touchdowns out the deal. But look, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I will agree that to me, 
the way that it looks to me that he does not trust Jameis in certain situations. They they feel like Jameis is reckless. They feel like, you know, he gonna not going to make the, the best decision. And, you know, I, I said this the week before. Uh, I, I said this last week. I feel like it's hypocrisy at its finest. I, I do oh, agree it with is. It is hypocrisy it is. at its finest for you to say that Jameis is reckless, but you haven't paid attention to these reckless passes that Derek Carr threw, uh, you know, in two straight games. So if you're going to like if you're going to hold one quarterback accountable, you got to hold the other one accountable as well. But all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this this is where I, I differ. This is where I differ. Um, I just feel like if you're a coach, the success of the quarterback play in the offense, your job depends on it. And I don't feel like you you should want a quarterback that you don't feel like could help you. Or I don't feel like you should be, want to sabotage said quarterback in order to what, what I mean, what would that prove? I mean, that you that can't coach that no, you, that you know say that you're gonna get fired. You know, you're right. Like, what, what, what it proves to me is sometimes you got people let their pride and their ego get in the way from making the logical decision because Jameis has a better deep ball than Carr has. Carr has never impressed me, and I have an Oakland Raiders fan across the street from me, and he was wishy-washy on Carr. And Carr, I'm going to tell you, Carr is going to wind up being like another snake, a snake stabler. When we had, you remember when we got snake st- stabler from <laughs> Oakland years ago at, at the at the end of his career. <laughs> there you go. Oh I'm, you God, see, I'm going way back, and that one didn't work out, and this was not going to work out oh because God. he's being he's being he's being stubborn. He don't want James to go there and, and and be successful to make him look good. Because I've worked under people before that. You let me do things to help you look good instead of having instead of thinking that I'm trying to do your job and make you look bad, because a good a good general in any branch of the military and as an Air Force Air Force veteran, they put people in place that's gonna make them look good. Yeah, and they're look, gonna be open to ideas. Yeah, look, I look, I agree with you, Prime. I, I, I um, some some of the things I, I kind of you know I, I kind we kind of difference of opinion on, but what what you saying? Especially when it comes to the trust level with Jameis Winston, I think I, I do. I, I I definitely agree with you on that. But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go, man. I want to get to some of these comments that we have out here in the chat. But like always, man, it's good conversation. Definitely gonna be one more thing. We definitely gonna be it up during the week. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, man. One more thing, I'm gonna let you go, bro. To all you Jameis haters, I want to see that vitriol y'all have for Jameis now. I want y'all to have that same vitriol for Carr. He was making the same boo boo mistakes, and it was because offensive line. And I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be a long season, TJ. Strap in. Yeah. All right. Good we'll, day, my we'll brother. See. Good day. I hope. I hope not. But Prime, thank you so much, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's tough, man. You ain't, you ain't winning nothing. Um, with this offensive line. This offensive line is terrible. I don't care who hears. Like, I, I don't care who's listening to this right now. I don't care if you own the offensive line. You're terrible. You're not very good. You know, all like, I look, I understand that the NFL is a tough business. I understand that what these guys are asked to do on a weekly basis is tough. But that ain't it, man. It, that That is that. This is not it. We reached a record of live streams uh well people on a live stream this we we've got as far as almost 700 
people in this chat. Seven, like that's that's insane. I, I don't think I ever had these many people watching any State of the Saints podcast live stream. 539 people watching this right now. Please hit the like button. Please, pretty please hit the like button. That, that's all I ask. I don't look. I, I look appreciate everybody with super chats and stuff like that. Like that does help the show. Don't get me wrong, but if you can't do that, I'm just asking you hit the like button. I'm gonna read some of these comments and then we're gonna uh, talk a little bit about some of the stats and some of the bright spots. I don't want to just leave on this note, but I, I do have to mention the fine folks at Manscaped.com, one of the sponsors of the State of the Saints podcast. It says, "Attention, fantasy football fanatics! This season is in full swing." So don't neglect the most important pickup of all, your game balls. We all know how injuries can ruin a season. Lord knows how we know how injuries can ruin a season, especially being a same fan today. So let Manscaped take care of your Reggie Bush on your uh, skin safe technology. This should guarantee that you have a smooth ride into the playoffs. The leaders in the below the waist grooming have created a championship lineup in their performance package 4.0. And it's time for you to do the same. So join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for week number four. <laughs> Lord knows. By going to manscaped.com and you can save 20% off by using the promo code State of Saints. State of Saints, right? At manscaped.com. So thank you to the fine folks at manscaped.com. I really do appreciate it the official sponsor of the State of Saints podcast for this episode. Let me go ahead and read some of your comments. I know there's a lot of comments that I neglected, but I wanted to get to the phone lines because I know people were hotter than fish grease today. Let me see. Uh, let me blow this up. I'm blind. It says, uh, y'all three and out Winston fans must have forgotten about last year against Tampa. I thought Jameis Winston was back with Tampa. Says Leslie. Uh, it says Leslie. Look, all I'm saying is, what what does it benefit talking about Jameis Winston at this point, talking about what he did? But at the same time, here's the reality, bro. The same quarterback that you saying is not very good. What you know what I'm saying? What's the difference between him making turnovers and Derek Carr doing turnovers? And also, here's another thing. This is your quarterback for the next couple of weeks. So you rather sit up here and be right about a take or feel right about a take instead of rooting for a guy that your team is relying on to generate some level of success like we we don't like Jameis Winston that much huh we don't like Jameis Winston that much that we're willing to just be right and sit up here and just say oh man you know he's a turnover machine yeah look what he did against Tampa look what he did against Carolina like he, he's not a good quarterback well guess what this guy's still on the team he's going to be the quarterback more than likely next week so it's rather two things it's rather your your allegiance to the team relies on Jameis Winston being or not being a quarterback or the fact that you're going to just support this guy. I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why people are sitting up here like wishing on this dude downfall. Like what kind of stuff is that? Like, why would you want this dude to fail? Why would you want this guy to sit up here and just say, you know what? He threw interceptions. He's going to continue to throw interceptions. Why even subject yourself to that type of to torture? So you can feel right. So you can feel accurate. So you can feel justified. So you feel like you can pump up your chest. But guess what? Your team suck in the process. Who wants to be right and your team suck in the process? So walking around feeling right about yourself, I mean, overshadows the fact that your team stinks. 
Like you want your team to stink at the like that's when we got to start questioning ourselves about what's really important and what we really value as fans and onlookers of teams. Because Lord knows I take no pride in talking about this offensive line for the last three weeks. None. I wish I could be wrong about the situation, but I'm not praying on a downfall. I'm not saying, you know what, against Tampa, you know, this team suck, their offensive line suck, and we never going to be nothing. I want to see this thing improve. I have no choice because the, the state of the Saints, no pun intended, relies on this team's offensive line being successful. We have to we have to figure out what's important and what, what we really value. Do we value team success or do we just want to feel right and big up ourselves? Like, seriously, like, do we just want to big up ourselves? Now, I get it. Like, when you're right about something and you feel it, I, I've been doing that throughout the show. But at the same time, I'm not taking pride in it. And I'm not saying, man, you know, like, man, it's like, come on, man. This is this is the quarterback that the Saints are going to roll out here with. It's just that simple. Ball bag says, uh, I knew when Jameis came in, they'll be extremely conservative and leave it on the defense to win. Look, I would understand if Jameis Winston was not with the New Orleans Saints for the last three seasons. I can understand the conservative play calling. I can understand why you wasn't really pulling the trigger, so to speak. But this dude has been in your organization for three seasons. He has had the same coordinator. He has had the same quarterback coach. He has had mostly, for the most part, the same offensive personnel in his ear for the last three seasons. Why aren't we pushing the ball down the field? Jameis Winston, I'm pretty sure, knows this offense like the back of his freaking hand. So if you're calling some type of sophisticated play, Lord knows that Jameis should know what the hell are you talking about. Jameis on the sidelines has the headphones on. He has the headset. He is able to hear the play calls that Pete Carmichael is calling out. He can hear the play calls that Ronald Curry is calling out. So he understands what they need to do. Why? 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 Why aren't you trying to be aggressive? Why isn't the game plan still the same? Why is it that it took three weeks for you to figure out that you have a six foot seven tight end that is capable of catching passes in a red zone? What the hell are we doing? What are we doing, who that nation? That is what I'm talking about. That is the double-edged sword of a defensive coordinator, now a head coach. Because most defensive coordinators who turn head coaches are super ultra-conservative because they're so confident about their defense because that's their baby. That's the reason why it was completely flipped when Sean Payton was the coach. You had Sean Payton wanting the offense to be the last line of defense on the field, right? They want He wanted them to be the deciding factor of who wins and who loses. And now it's in reverse. So now Dennis Allen is willing to play conservative. He doesn't want to be aggressive. He's not going to choose to be aggressive. If he can go out here and put his defense on the field to make a stop, he is willing to do so. If it means putting your offense in a fetal position, and by that I mean making Pete Carmichael 
kind of taper down the plays, be super conservative, then he's going to do that. And this is the reason why we're in the situation that we're in as Saints fans and onlookers is because of the cowardice, the cowardice, offensive play calling that the Saints have. Like, what happened to the swag? What happened to the aggression? What happened to, you know, look, it is what it is. Like, we trying to make a play. We trying to win. We trying to dominate. What happened to that mind frame? I'm telling you, the, the Saints are equivalent when they have a lead to a person that is in a fetal position in the corner and just trying to protect their head and their lower body from absorbing any significant blows. That is what it looks like. This is a, they, they become cowards towards the end of games when they have leads because they try to sit on it. That's the only thing they try to do. Cool Sports, thank you very much for the 49.99. Says, just like you said, big dog, scary and conservative play calling. Didn't even really try to get the first down, just conceded going for the field goal. <clears throat> Some coaches never learn uh, that you can't act, uh, well, you can't try to go for a field goal. It is not a guaranteed thing. Look, thank you very much for the 49.99. I appreciate that. And you're absolutely right. I'm trying to play to win. Blake Groupie has a big leg. Now, I understand that he missed today. I understand that he missed. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it, it was a, a terrible kick, but he still has a leg. And at this particular time, he has shown you that he can make these tough kicks. Like he was, he, at this particular point, hindsight is 2020, right? He missed the field goal. Some of us probably psychologically feel a certain way about it now. But before he actually missed this kick, we were all excited about what this guy can actually be for the future of the New Orleans Saints kicking field goals. So it would have been a 51-yard field goal. If Derek Carr was in this game, there is no freaking way that P. Carmichael and the offensive coaching staff wouldn't have given him the green light to make a throw down the field to move the freaking chains. I'm pretty sure they put something in play or they said something to Jameis in a way of being smart and just take what the defense give them. Because, you know, a worst case scenario, we'll kick a field goal. If that was the case, allow your wide receiver to try to get behind the defense and tell Jameis to throw that thing down the field. And if they can't catch it, then it goes out of bounds. It's that simple. And you would have just brought out Blake Groupie for a 51-yard field goal. And if he would have missed it, then it is what it is. But to actually end the game on a third, on a third down, and just throw the ball to Mike Thomas for a plus four, plus five. It's just, I mean, just punk ass football, man. It, it just is. Hey, TJP Carmichael uh, must be using the old uh, Carl Smith play sheet. I don't know what he's using, but that conservative play calling that 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 ain't it, bro. That 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 ain't that is not it. It is not it, folks. 
uh this coaching staff really uh doesn't trust winston otherwise they would have uh the conservative play call they wouldn't have had this conservative play call and says i agree if they trust him then we wouldn't have been in this position we wouldn't have had to subject ourselves to this embarrassing comeback win by the green bay packers and at the expense of our team the new orleans saints uh let's see the worst thing in life is be well in life is to be a black New Orleans Saints quarterback, I see. Look, all, all I'm saying is, look, I don't, honestly, I, I I do not think that this is about race at all. I don't. I do not think that this is about race. I think it has everything to do with the fact that they just don't trust Jameis Winston. I, look, I, I don't think, I don't care if it was Jameis Winston, if he was a white guy. I feel like they still wouldn't trust him, you know, like as, as a quarterback because, they they for some apparent reason they just don't trust this dude they just don't trust him to be able to go out there and make plays down the field but i'm just saying like a lot of the plays that they give the green light to Derek Carr, they they are not giving a green light to james so I, I don't know let me see i just found out from a source car will be out several weeks and maybe the rest of the season i hope it's not the worst case scenario uh either way all winston haters get used to seeing more of him says brandon well look i don't know if he's out for an entire season but i, I heard that he's gonna miss some um some significant amount of time i, I can tell you that right now but th- this was this was man this was pathetic uh let's see the truth is they didn't want Jameis to look better than Carr. watch guy work now, i i don't i don't understand how that benefits the team like i'm sorry like how does that benefit the team how is that like, man, that, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, it just doesn't. If, if that's the case, then we need to stop watching football because I fail to believe that a coach who does not has, have a track record of being a good coach does not have a good win-loss record as a coach and basically is proven that he can coach. Why in the world, if his starting quarterback goes down, he will say to himself, well, you know what? I don't want Jameis to look good. I can't have him looking better than than Derek Carr. Huh? That doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? Like, basically, that's sacrificing your livelihood to save Derek Carr? Like, that makes no sense. Like, help me, help me make that make sense. Like, it does not. That don't make any sense at all. Like, who would sacrifice their livelihood, their money, their security? Just to just for somebody else, you know what I'm saying, to shine over somebody else. Like that makes no sense. Like if you wanna you wanna make an argument about him not trusting Jameis Winston in certain situations, I'm with you. But to say that he wanna sabotage the dude to a certain extent, like he's willing to call conservative play calling and sacrifice a L that just makes him less and less like desirable by the by the organization. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. That makes no sense with that nation. Like, I'm with you when it comes to the conservative play calling when he's in a game, but I fail to believe that he's just sitting up there just saying, all right, man, let's go out here and sabotage this guy. I, I don't I don't see that. Uh, y'all just want Winston uh, to start because he's black. Well, look, I don't care what he is. I don't care if he's black, white, blue, like Skeeter Valentine, like I often say. I don't care. I just want this team to win. 
I just want them to get out their own way. I just want an offensive line that can actually block. How about that? How about we get an offensive line that can actually do their damn job? I don't care what that quarterback look like. I don't care. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I do, I do not care what color the quarterback is. I do not care about any of that stuff. I, I don't. I just want this team to be successful, man. Michael, thank you very much for $5. Says, get over it. Jameis is not it. Y'all making excuses for him. Man, all, all I'm, man, I'm not making excuses for anybody. I I think that certain people have their certain takes about Jameis Winston. But at the end of the day, the dude is not, the, the dude is not as terrible as people want to believe. Like, I still feel like the Saints have a chance to win football games with Jameis Winston as the quarterback. And I've been telling people for a while, I don't really see that much of a difference in the two quarterbacks. And I still don't. Because if you look at the stat line, their numbers are virtually identical. What? Derek Carr, 13 of 18, 103. Right? One touchdown, sacked three times. Jameis Winston, 10 of 16, 101. 6.3 6.3 average, no touchdown, sack once. What what's the difference? Like what what is the difference? What is the difference? Like they they virtually identical. Like I I don't see a pass, I don't see a play that I don't see a play that Derek Carr has made as a member of the New Orleans Saints that I feel like Jameis Winston couldn't make. I've seen the same type of games where Jameis Winston don't look so good, just like Derek Carr didn't look so good. I see Derek Carr making the same type of mistakes that Jameis made. All I'm saying is some people have their picks and they have their chooses. It's almost like your family member, right? If your family member do something to you that might hurt you, you might forgive them, right? Because that's your family member and you love them and you got to ride for them because you support them. But that person that just randomly off the street that you met, y'all kind of cool. If he crosses you or she crosses you, you're not going to give them the same benefit. That is how we feel. And it's, it's amazing how people just do not see that. We have our picks and our chooses. And we ride for them. And we're willing to look past their imperfections and completely, like, just, you know, zoom in on the other person's imperfection that we may not be that big of a fan of. But at the end of the day, what does it benefit if you're a Saints fan? You should want both of these guys to succeed. 12 sacks in three games. Sad. Sad. Absolutely sad. 70 points is crazy. Yeah, they pretty bad, man. I, I don't know if I assume. I would assume that the Denver Broncos have the, a first-round pick. Because it's all, they they looking very tankish to me. It looked like they're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So, look like they trying to tank. TJ, uh, the injury bug loves to bite the Saints at the most opportune time. Yeah, that and the referees. Like, referees was like, it's like they was calling all the calls on Green Bay early because they knew what was going to happen. Like, y'all notice that, though? Like, do you notice? Like, the Saints were playing aggressive with the cornerbacks the entire game. Some of the plays that they were calling, very little to no flags whatsoever. Around seven minutes maybe i'll say about six minutes left in the game when you seen green bay start to get a little bit momentum 
it's like the the referees give them a little nudge or something it's like they know the exact time it's like always rolls around the the seven minute mark where you see the 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 referees just start calling flags that they could have called throughout the game they call it now I just, I just want some consistency. I'm not saying that some of them calls wasn't what exactly what it was, but y'all been calling, like, y'all been letting them play the entire time. Now it's nut-cutting time, and now all of a sudden, holding number 21, personal foul, number 76, like, all these different calls. Like, that kind of stuff, like, changes the momentum of the game. And I just noticed that, man. It's like, they it, it feels like, they they do these things. They call it on the opposition early, so we would sound crazy or not. It, it will make us feel like our argument doesn't have merit because you can easily just say, "Well, they was making all the calls against us in the first half." Hey, let's see. Victor says O line is holding offense back. Thank you very much for the four ninety nine. Yeah, man. I mean, but I don't I don't see I don't see any signs of let up. Uh, let's see. How did Vegas call this game correct? 1.5. Yeah, some people saying that it's looking very uh, riggish. That's kind of crazy, right? Uh, I didn't know you had to let the receivers catch the ball uh, or it's a flag. Man. Uh, I'm not talking about the coaches. I'm talking about the fans. They hate it with a passion. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you got some fans out here, you know, that that may not want him to be a, the quarterback because he's black. But you have a lot of fans that may just feel like he's not the right guy for the job. And it's well within their rights. But all I'm saying is, how how does that benefit? How does that benefit you? How does that benefit the team? It does not. I don't want to be right. Like, I don't want to be right about this offensive line. I, I mean, I wish this offensive line come out there and they channel their great wall of Dallas from the early 90s. Like, I don't want to be right about this, but they're terrible. They're awful. They're awful, man. I don't take pride in saying that. And I'm not wishing next week they look bad. I hope that they fix all their issues. But I tell you what, some phone calls need to be made. A phone call needs to be made to Taylor Lewan. A phone call needs to be made to Lyle, uh, Lyle Collins. They, they Look, this offensive line is not going to be able to sustain success or be able to protect the quarterback. Like, from what I've seen, this, 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 is, this is what it is. For three straight weeks, this offensive line has been getting their ass whooped. My mom has a saying. She says, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And I believe this offensive line is booty cheeks. The truth hurts. Thank you very much for the five dollars. Says, what's going on, TJ? I really feel like some of the Saints fans wanted Derek Carr to get hurt because they would rather see Jameis back in there. They did have a few people on social media a couple weeks ago that were saying that, that and I, I, I did not agree with that. That's just, man, that's just downright evil right there. Like, I think you need to question your your life if you hoping that a guy gets hurt and goes down and can't take care of himself you know what I'm saying he can't take care of his family and you know not be on the team like it, it should never go that deep i tell people like it, it should be it should be about the saints right you, you should be a saints fan so whatever decisions that they make you should want to support it and want it to work uh james winston uh won't be able to get in 
and out of the huddle. So he looked like he did a pretty good job of it with me. To, I mean, today, to me, I mean, I, I seen a, I seen some some great, you know, I seen some great breaks on the huddle. I seen some some decent passes taking what the defense give them all things considered, and I'm pretty sure they were telling them to be smart, be smart, be smart the entire time. Uh, I'm not about the coaches not liking black quarterbacks. I'm talking about these fans. They out of line. Well, like I said, some people may have that in their hearts, but I, I really believe that you have other fans out there who probably just feel like he's not the right guy for the job. And once again, it's well within their rights. You got to prove it. You got to go out there and prove it. But I ain't with the fans that just wanted to see Derek Carr hurt for him to be in. Let's see. Uh, Y'all act like Winston led a team to the playoffs. Well, I mean, he may not have led a team to the playoffs, but he's the quarterback right now. And once again, he's going to be the quarterback next week, more than likely. So by calling out his imperfections and saying that he ain't never going to be nothing, how does that benefit you? You might as well just quit watching the game. Just stop, just stop watching football. If that's the case, like season over, see y'all next year. Uh, I wish Carr uh, well, but now Dennis Allen has to depend on the guy he screwed over last year. This is like Shanahan Jimmy G. This is like Shanahan RG3, right? When he wanted Kirk Cousins over a RG3. So that, that's kind of what this was like. Uh, let's see. Uh, it looks like Jameis was calling audibles out of the bad plays calling for uh, from Carmichael. Uh, fire the kicker. Here we go with that bull. Man been, man been clutched the entire time. Missed one field goal. Now we need to let him go. Come on, man. That's emotion talking. If he continues to miss field goals, I'm with you. But there's just one field goal that the guy missed. We weren't saying nothing when he made that game-winning field goal, you know, even though it was preseason. Oh, yeah, man. We need him. Man, when he missed that 61-yard kick, man, let's go, man. I, I see why the Saints need to get him. Now, all of a sudden, now we need to let him go. Okay, there we go. Get them, get them emotions in check. Uh, it's sad how y'all proclaim to be Saints fans, but hating on a player that's on the team because you don't like him um i don't get that you might as well just just hang it up if you don't feel like he the answer you know i hope he i hope he can find some levels of success uh let's see the best throw winston uh can make is the deep ball i think he makes some uh pretty uh good passes in a short yardage i think he does uh let's see uh james is not good pre-snap either uh let's see james the quarterback next week playing against his old team the bucks uh, I just want a winning team, no matter who the quarterback. We should be smashing these teams. Uh, Winston uh, got talent, but he needs the right coaching in his ear. Uh, let's see. How about Sean Payton being 0-3? Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's race. Let's see. Uh, hey, TJ, uh, who would you want to replace Allen and P. Carmichael? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. Like, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, that's who I would want to replace. That's who I would want to replace Dennis Allen. That's who I would want to replace uh, Pete Carmichael. But I know in order for you to get a guy like Ben Johnson, he would have to be your head coach. Also, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh would be another guy that I would want to see replace him. Because I, I feel like Jim Harbaugh is a really good coach, you know. And if the Saints want to get rid of Dennis Allen or let him go, 
you know, which I highly doubt. Like, to be honest with you, this is another uh, situation where, you know, it can be used as an uh, as an excuse. Like, oh, man, my guy that I signed up wasn't, you know, wasn't the quarterback. And, you know, they'll just look past it and bring him back again. But and, and quite honest, like you, you got to think about this, too. The Saints have a championship defense. Now, I know like down the stretch, it didn't look like it, but they still have a championship defense. And when Dennis Allen, if he was to leave, that, that defense would leave too. So you will have to find somebody that can keep that same level of intensity as your defensive coordinator. And not too many, like you can talk about uh, Dennis Allen as a head coach, but as a coordinator and, and coaching defense, he is one of the best. He is one of the best. And if he leaves, then all of that good defense leaves with them. So you got to be careful with that. I, but I do feel like if you're not going to bring back Pete Carmichael, like you definitely got to get another offensive coordinator, like from the college ranks or something like that, or somebody that's already out there that you see maybe like, you know, climbing the ranks or something like that. I don't know, but you need to get somebody. Uh, let's see. I wish they would play like the early breeze days. Uh, that was the best O-line. Yep. And can't, can't get it back, though. I'm with you on that 100%. I'm going to take a few more, then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, folks. It's, uh, let's just get an up-and-coming uh, up coach from college. We need fresh schemes and creativity. Look, I don't know if that's the case or not. You know, I don't see too many, like, college coaches coming in and just turning teams around. More than likely, you know, they be having – they be struggling, you know, because it's a different type of coach, right? It's one thing coaching a bunch of kids. It's another thing to be coaching grown men. And uh, we've seen, like, historically – that just doesn't work uh, when it comes to like uh, Jim Harbaugh, like he's coaching in the NFL and he's been successful, right? He just went to Michigan because, you know, of the money, right? You know, like it was a great opportunity, but you know, like he's still a good coach. That would be like the only coach that I can look at in the college ranks and be like, yeah, I think he would be a good coach for the Saints. But my number one would pick if the Saints were to go that route would be Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator uh, from the Detroit Lions. Victor says, I agree with you. We as Saints fans get too emotional and say stupid remarks. Uh, we got to work uh, with what we got. Who that? Yeah, I just think, I, I mean, I'm not knocking anybody for that. I just want people to understand, like, some things that, that we're feeling right now is because this is kind of raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is raw right now. You know, like, it's, it's, brand, it's new. It's fresh. But, um... Yeah, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to lose, especially in this fashion. But what can you do? What can you do? Says again, well, we should have got Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, you could have got Eric Bieniemy as your offensive coordinator because he was pretty much on, you know, a, a prove it, uh, you know, on a prove it tour anyway. Because you know, I'm pretty sure Andy told him, you know, hey, you know, what I'm saying maybe you need to get away from. Maybe you just need to get away from us in order for people to really see what type of uh, talent that you have, what type of player that you are, you know? So, yeah, so that, that's, that's how I feel about that. Um, wide receivers, tight ends, and AK all skill, weakest link is offensive line and coaches. The quarterback room is solid. Yeah, the quarterback room solid. They got playmakers. They got talent, you know, but – it starts with the coaching offensive line coach needs to go 
Doug Marone needs to exit stage left. I've seen enough. But as long as you continue to like avoid the inevitable, gonna keep on having these itch- uh, situations. Uh, TJ, I like the hardball idea. The team would be disciplined. Yeah, I mean, they'll be disciplined. You'll probably have a, a lot of guys who probably have to fall in line because, you know, the Jim Harbaugh can be a little bit of a tyrant. But, I mean, you can't argue with, you know, his track record as a coach. You know, you're going to be successful. He's been successful everywhere he went, from Stanford, uh, you know, from the 49ers to Michigan. Like, he's been successful everywhere he's been. So you can't argue with that. It's the third game of the season. You guys barely lost. Ain't not a dumpster fire yet. Well, look, it's not about being a dumpster fire. You know, it's about, you know, talking about what went wrong and trying to fix it. You know, it's just because, you know, we're, we're talking about what happened uh, does not mean that it's, um, it's all bad. I mean, we had, like I said, we had some positive things that happened today. I mean, Alante Taylor, he played outstanding. You know, I mean, I think that he definitely was the player of the game defensively. Uh, you know, some of the guys that we counted on, like down the stretch, uh, you know, wasn't really around and didn't really make the plays that would need to be made. Like uh, Demario Davis, God bless him. But, you know, he he ended up getting juked out, of, you know, and fell on the ground trying to tackle Jordan Love. Uh, that, that could have been a, a big time stop on fourth down. Um, you know, you had a play, you know, with Tyron Matthew probably could have caught an interception deep down the field. Um, could have made like a tackle. Uh, but like I said, Elante Taylor was, you know, really out there, man. I mean, he was all in a backfield making tackles for loss, several pass deflections. You know, he he lost some battles as well, but he won most of the battles. Uh, you know, a couple of people that stepped up to me, Isaac Yadam, you know, that was a game where he kind of stepped in. Uh, he made some plays, pass deflections, some good, some good uh pass deflections, uh, good solid tackles. But, you know, I mean, there there was some plays down the stretch where it just seemed like the uh, defensive line just couldn't get home. And then when they could get home, it's just like Jordan Love was, was able to get out of the pocket. He was able to uh, extend plays. And if you're asking your cornerbacks to, like, cover cover that long, more than likely, they're probably going to lose that matchup. They're probably going to lose that matchup. But all in all, man, like I said, I've seen some positive things from the team. You know, I think Chris Olave came alive today. Uh, making some very athletic catches. Uh, Rashid Shaheed with the punt return. Uh, you know, so, I mean, look, I seen Kendra Miller. He was running hard. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. was running hard. I'm just shocked that the Saints didn't try to go back to those guys. And uh, I- I'm just wondering why. I mean, we even seen uh, Jimmy Graham score a touchdown. Will Carr lose his job to injury like Winston? If Winston started playing well, I think you, you know, that that'll be telling that boy. I, I whew. if Jameis Winston, like, let's just say if Derek Carr is out for like three or four weeks, right? If he's out for three or four weeks, and Jameis Winston is like playing at a high level, do you go back to Derek Carr? Like, do you do you go back to Derek Carr? You know, because it, that will be that will be a question on everybody's mind. Like, uh, well, you know, if he's hurt and Jameis is playing well. Why Why didn't you do the same thing you did last year? You know, you kept on rolling with Andy. So, whoo, boy, uh, this is going to be very, very interesting. And you're going to have a lot of people that are going to feel like, you know, they've been – you ain't going to be able to tell them that Dennis Allen not a hypocrite. So this, this is going to be interesting. 
Let's see. Uh, nobody can play at a high level with that offensive line at all, at all. If Winston plays at a high level, I'm I'm using. Uh, let's see. I'm using trade card for picks or a vet O line. Uh, let's see. Bears are a dumpster fire. Yeah, they they're not very good right now. They're not very good. They got a quarterback that really don't want to be there. It, it, it's bad stuff right there. It's, it's all bad. I think we'll bounce back though. I think that I mean, look, I think that defense I have. I, I I don't think that defense is going to be giving up plays late like that, like you know, consistently. Like I, I think that this is still a good defense. But I, I said this, and I'm going to continue to say it. This is the reason why you need your offense to perform, you know, because you're asking your defense to go out there and perform miracles every single week because your offense can't move the football consistently. So, uh, yes, because Carr is the one uh, that got paid. Yep. You always go with the one that, you, that got paid, no matter what the situation is. And, you know, if Jameis goes out there and he plays well, then he'll set himself up to play and start for another team next year, possibly. If Winston does well, they'll say it's because he has Kamara. Well, I don't think so. I think, you know, I think that he's going to deliver the ball to some of these playmakers. Uh, let's see, uh, TJ, I'm praying for Jameis next week. All I know is they have motivation for next week. They most certainly aren't trying to go outside next week in the dome. I hope not. I, I hope not. Uh, Facts brand, uh, let's see, glad I passed on him. Uh, I have faith in Winston, just not the old line. Let's see, have to be a good play caller to be successful. Is Sean Payton on a hot seat? No, I don't. I, I don't think he's on a hot seat. To be quite honest with you, I don't think they would admit that. But it's our, it seems like they're tanking to me, you know? It, it seems like they're tanking to me. Because I, I think they have given the Seattle Seahawks they gave him a first-round pick in last year's draft. They gave him a first-round pick in this year's draft. That's how he was able to get Devin Witherspoon. So, if if my if I'm if I'm being correct here, I think that they have a first-round pick this year. So, if they have a first-round pick this year, I've been telling y'all this is not the this. The, if you want to stink, this is the year to do it. This is the this is the year to stink because they got a some very 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 talented uh quarterbacks that's coming out this draft you got uh michael uh panics you got bo bo nicks you got drake may you got jordan travis you got shadura sanders possibly and you got of course caleb williams so they they will have you know they have a number one pick this year you know so they if they pick like if they stink it up, then he might end up getting Caleb Williams. And, and that's your guy. That That's your guy right there. So it's not, it seemed like to me, to be to be quite honest with you, it seemed like he's tanking. And look, Sean Payton, uh, let me be a little bit of a conspiracy theorist here. You don't think that Sean Payton has looked at Patrick Mahomes over the last was six to seven years and thought to himself that the Kansas City Chiefs jumped in front of him to get Patrick Mahomes and this could have been the New Orleans Saints 
receiving all of them, them wins, multiple Super Bowl appearances. You don't think he thinks about that? And now you have an opportunity, a chance to get a quarterback that people feel has the same skill set and upside of that of a Patrick Mahomes. You think he want to give up on that opportunity to get him again? I'm just saying, like, we we want to pretend like these teams don't be having these conversations, but they know what they have going into the season. And it wouldn't surprise me at all. It would not surprise me at all. And he even said, if I'm not mistaken, he was on Colin Cowherd. You remember he made this whole theory about, I think we're going to have to start going to the, the lottery because teams going to start tanking because you got quarterbacks like Caleb Williams. I don't think he said, I don't think he's saying anything like that if conversations weren't had that involved teams tanking. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just putting that out there. They've given up two first round draft picks to acquire Russell Wilson. They gave up the one last year, they gave up the one this year. So now in 2024, they get an opportunity. That boy Torment, like he gone. But uh, I'm watching the uh, cowboy game in the background. But anyway, um, yeah, don't 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 think that's out of the realm of possibility. Don't think that's out of the realm of possibility that you know that they possibly be tanking. You know, and if he can get Kayla Williams, then yeah, let's see. Good news, we got Granderson locked in for four years. Yeah, Carl Granderson did okay today. You know, he did okay today. You know, but. Yeah, but all in all, I think there were some positive things. Elante Taylor, to me, was the one that stood out. Um, he was the one that was all over the field. He won some battles. He lost some battles. But he won most of the battles that uh, he, he had, which uh, which is a good thing. Uh, let me go ahead and read some of these stats, man. Then we're going to go ahead and head up out of here. Please hit the like button. 414 people watching this right now. We've been on live for about two hours now. I know a lot of people have a lot of things to get off their chest. Uh, but once again, Derek Carr, 13 of 18, 103 yards, one touchdown, sacked three times, uh, left the game um, due to a shoulder injury. Uh, the reports aren't sounding too good. It seems like he's going to be missing some time. Uh, we pray for the recovery of uh, number four. Uh, Jameis Winston, 10 of 16, 101 yards. Uh, he, he was sacked one time, no touchdowns, no picks. Kendra Miller, uh, who became Kendra the friendly ghost in the second half, Nine carries for 34 yards. Uh, Tony Jones Jr., who accompanied him, you know, um, he, he was a ghost as well. Eight carries for 31 yards. Uh, Taysom Hill, who uh, I didn't really see too many quarterback powers here, but four carries for 12 yards. Uh, Chris Olave, eight catches for 104 yards. Got Michael Thomas, six catches for 50 yards. Came, came alive a little bit in the second half. Tony Jones Jr., four catches for 21 yards. Jawan Johnson continuing to be a ghost himself. Two catches for 12 yards. And let me just say this, it's not Jawan Johnson's fault. If you if you're watching the game, you can it's clear that it's not Jawan Johnson's fault. Yeah, Jimmy Graham with one catch, eight yards. Uh, he was the one that scored the only offensive touchdown for the New Orleans Saints today. The other one came on special teams. You got Pete Warner who had 11 tackles. Marshawn Lattimore with seven tackles. I'm gonna just say this very, very uh clear and make this very, very clear to everybody. If your secondary members are leading the team in sacks it tells you everything that you need to know uh let's see elante taylor had five tackles i had five tackles isaiah foskey 
had four tackles in the game. You had Carl Granderson with four tackles. Uh, there was a sack, but for Alante Taylor in this game, he had five pass deflections. Uh, Ozzie Gadam had four pass deflections. That's what I'm saying. Like these these young guys were battling. Uh, you know, Nate Shepard, uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr. Uh, they both had a single. They both had a single tackle. Lonnie Johnson Jr. Uh, had an interception. You know, which was a good pick. Uh, Rashid Shaheed had a return for a touchdown. Blake Groupie went one up to a field goal, fifty percent. And uh, Lou Hetley, um, who I feel like was a bright spot, also Lou Hetley. I want to give him credit as well. He had a re- he had a really uh, good game too. It wasn't his fault that the Saints lost. He he put them in some really good uh, situations. So that that that's your stats, folks. That's that's your stats. Joshua, thank you very much for the four ninety nine. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Marshawn had a tough day. I won't say he had a tough day. That that one play that on that two point conversion. I mean, I, I, he was asleep. I don't know what happened with that. Nothing. He, he kind of fell asleep at the wheel with that. You know, uh, it was just a, sh- a shocking to to see that. But I mean, if you seen a way that they were actually uh, playing, like to try to facilitate that comeback, you would kind of understand why they were able to do that i mean the saints were kind of playing a little bit of soft shell coverage there you know they was allowing them to you know kind of keep everything in front of them and jordan love was willing to dink and dunk it down the field you can even see like marshall latimer on one play like man get out of here with that nonsense uh tj be careful calling a fool is against god's uh word it's just football um well um Sorry, Lord. <laughs> sorry, Lord. But at the end of the day, it, it is it is some it is some fools out there. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. Like, God forgive me. But they got some fools out here, and they got some people out here with some terrible with, with some terrible uh, mind frames when it comes to like football. Uh, when it comes to like some of the things that they're saying, I'm sorry. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm pretty sure God probably nodding his head right now in agreement. You know, like, man, you know, they, they do say some crazy stuff because you got to hear it sometimes, right? Lord, please. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game. Ooh, man, that's that's, that's hard-hitting news right there, Sean. Nah, ball jokes aside, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not that big of a Taylor Swift fan. I don't really care that much for music like that. Uh, Let's see. Smoke the boots off the Cowboys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Cowboys. I mean, it was 21-13, and we all know that, uh, you know, Arizona, they, they start off hot, but, you know, you know, we've seen what happened with the Giants. Defense got tied. That kicker, come on, man. Yeah, you got to make that field goal. Cowboys coming back. Yeah, it looked like they coming back to me. But, I mean, like I said, those Arizona Cardinals, they, they gave up that big lead to the, the New York Giants last week, and we know that the Giants aren't, that good uh let's see some good news saints quarterback uh car seems to have avoided a more serious injury that originally expected source says he could still miss some time but this does not appear to be a season ending thing yeah like i said i, I didn't think he was going to be like a season ending injury but i did think he was going to be able to miss some time let's see hey tj thoughts on why we passed up a 55 yard field goal when he uh had the chance it is probably a trust yet uh, for our rookie uh, kicker. Well, I don't know. 
I don't I don't know. I think you take a chance throwing the ball down the field. If, if your your guy don't catch it, you know, two things can happen here. He doesn't catch it, it's a pass interference, or it just goes out of bounds. Like that's that's what you know, but you give him the option, just like you would give Derek Carr that option like a couple weeks ago. Uh TJ, what are your thoughts on those pass interference? They were grabbing us and we got called on it. Uh they should do like college instead. Um, yeah. Um I, I look, I, I feel like this. They were letting them play throughout the game. That's what I got the problem with. Look, if it was if they was like calling this stuff throughout the game, fine. But don't do it like with like six, seven minutes. And I would be saying it like I was saying this. Even with Green Bay, I was like, man, let them play. Like, even when they was calling stuff on Green Bay, like I still was like, man, let them play. Because I knew like the way that they call in this game right now, this don't look good for the Saints. Because that's what they do. Like they stockpile all the penalties towards the team early, right? And then it's like when they start calling calls on the Saints, it makes you sound crazy for even questioning it because it's like, well, they've been making calls like this all game. But they've been letting them play defensively. They was letting them hand fight and guys jockeying for position and all that, man. Uh, TJ, help me understand if we uh, were going to play soft, why not run the damn clock down and getting the ball centered for a field goal? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I just think that you should have been aggressive and them putting Michael Thomas down there for that quick slant. They, they were... They put that in that dude here. Like, it should have been one option, one option only. Like, check, you know what I'm saying? Check for the deep ball. Check for the deep ball. And allow, like, Chris Olave or something like uh, Rashid Shahid to get behind that defense. Something. Like, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, try to make a play where it extends and makes it like a first down. But it just seemed like to me like they were already playing for a field goal. It's like they was already playing for the, for the field goal. Let's see, uh, TJ, what's up with our tight end play? Why not more plays for Jimmy and Jawan? I, I don't know, because that's not what the Saints do, I guess. Uh, Vegas definitely made that boss call on the Saints. Uh, Seahawks is trying to send the Panthers to 0-3. Well, I mean, this look on the bright side. I mean, the Saints lost today. The Falcons lost today. Um, the Bucks, you know, they play on Monday night, but that's a tough matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, things could be worse. Things could be worse, you know, but it seems like everybody wet the bed around the same time. Next week, only thing I'll be looking forward to is the Lattimore versus Evans matchup next week. Had receivers running the same routes, running into each other. Yeah. If y'all think uh, y'all can uh, win with Jameis Winston, that's the uh, the funniest ish I've heard. Um, no, the funniest ish I heard is somebody that says, uh, uh, I think y'all can win W-H-E-N instead of W-I-N. I think that's probably the funniest thing that I heard that you would actually make a joke like that and seriously, um, you know, choose a four letter word instead of a three that it actually is. Now, that's funny. That's funny. They I hope that y'all can win. Not win like not win as in you know win a game but when it happens but i digress i digress when they win w-h-e-n not w-i-n w-h-e-n 
And, you know, there's only so much T9 can do, right? There's only so much T9 can do. So we know that you spelled it W-H-E-N. You got exposed, all right? So if you want to come through with the trash talk and make everybody laugh, make sure that you, you know, punctually correct this. You know, I, I can let it slide if it was like a, a three-letter word that, that was supposed to be there. You chose the other, you know, the other word. But, you know, when they win, W-H-E-N. Um, you know, the only thing that needs to win uh, is the is the school system that failed you, my friend. Uh, TJ, you're hilarious, bro. I'm over here crying. Yeah, man, look, I, I'm just saying, man, if you're going to come through with the insults, at least, you know, I mean, it, it got T9, you know, I mean, it got all the Grammarly, you know what I'm saying? Download it to your phone. They'll tell you if you're effing up or not. They'll tell you that. They'll tell you if, you, if you're spelling words correctly or not. They'll fix the punctuation for you. But when you download, and I mean it's W-H-E-N, because that's how you use it. When you download Grammarly, make sure that uh, you know, you you be able to check uh, you know, your spell, your your spell, uh your spelling words. Let's see, uh, the play calling uh must change. This isn't Winston. Pete needs to do some soul searching. Yeah, I need to do some level of soul search. Let's see, uh, New Orleans public school system. Nah, don't put that on New Orleans public school system because I'm a product of it. And I know damn well when I'm talking about winning a game or the Saints win, W-I-N, I know for a fact <laughs> that you don't say the Saints win, W-H-E-N. I know that for a fact. Now, been a long time since I stepped foot in Orleans uh, Paris schools, but I know for a fact when <laughs> – <laughs> as in victory win is w-i-n <laughs> when you download grammarly exactly <laughs> you will be a winner <laughs> uh winston is not the answer the old line is trash yeah you know ain't nobody say he was the answer but he he's the answer as of right now uh if we miss the playoff this year loomis uh, has to move on from Allen and Carmichael at this point. Yeah, I agree. Seen enough. Seen enough. Uh, I said that, TJ, uh, this division uh, will probably win. It will probably uh, be nine games, a 10 win, or well, nine of 10 wins. So it's still early. Hopefully, uh, this line uh, gets it together. I'm still repping who that off top, baby. Now, see what Damian did was, I know Damian can say, uh, you know, can, you know, spell the word this you know what i'm saying so it, it's 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 some vernacular right there right you know what i'm saying it's slang but i know he knows it's t-h-i-s with this division you know but he's using slang not like making a choice to say when the saints not gonna win w-a-g-n yes i am going to clown i'm going to clown that person for the remainder of the show because clearly they thought that they had a snappy comeback and it failed tremendously uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I know TJ exactly. So yeah, that, there's a difference between slang and somebody making a a calculated decision there, <laughs> making a making a sound decision with confidence. Probably a fan of one of the NFC rivals. Yeah, probably is. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that team failed them just like <laughs> just like the spelling <laughs> failed. Them. Let's see. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, but at least the Saints didn't lose like Denver did by 50 points. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad right there. Uh, we got way too much talent to not be able to score more than 20 points. I agree with that. I agree with that. And we're going to end it with this. If Jameis is the answer, uh, we asking the wrong question. Dude stinks. And Carr stinks as well. None of the quarterbacks we have we can trust to go all the way. Look, I think as well within people rights to feel that way. I don't think either guy stinks, but I do think that the quarterback position is a hard position to play and you got to be wired a certain way to find success. That's the reason why we big up great quarterback play. That's the reason why we we look at guys like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and we admire them. That's the reason why we look at, uh, you know, Tom Brady all those years and Drew Brees all the years where we've been Saints fans. Like we've, you know, like we we found a level of respect for them. And when we watch them play, it, it's a pleasure. It's a privilege to watch those guys go out there and ball out and perform and, and do their thing. You know what I'm saying? So to me, you know, I just think that, you know, good quarterbacks don't grow on trees. I, I said this at the beginning uh, for the pregame show. You know, let's see. Uh, are you monetized, bro? Where's the green team? Uh, I am monetized from my knowledge, unless something happened between this show and earlier. I am monetized as far as I'm concerned. Uh, hey, TJ, they need to throw the Saints O line to the River Paris disposal. Our business stinks, but it's picking up. <laughs> Company, they business stinks, but it's picking up. Yep. Uh, let's see. TJ, uh, is Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> gonna win <laughs> I, I i hope i hope he's gonna win please hit the like button if you have not already we still got 300 people watching this let's see they should fire sean payton so we can rehire him yeah i, I don't know i don't know what the answer is at this point just play better i'll take 41 year old drew Brees over what we have right now wow so we can get drew Brees killed and he can't go to his uh he can't play pickleball and he can't go to his his son's uh flag football games or his daughter's gymnastic uh practice. Like, why? Why would we put why would we put Drew Brees out there in this? Like, I love Drew Brees. That man have a family. <laughs> that man has a family. <laughs> shoot, shoot, Jameis has a family. Shoot, <laughs> Derek Carr has. <laughs> like, God no, boy. Them boys have a Matador offensive line. Like, what the boys, they say the Statue of Liberty got the Statue of Liberty uh, offensive line. Baby, you're sick. Baby, you're hungry. <laughs> Baby, your offensive line. your defensive line. Baby, your safeties. Baby, your quarterbacks. <laughs> Bring everybody. Like, they got the Statue of Liberty offensive line. Y'all, I know y'all heard that, right? You know, they say the Statue of Liberty. Bring me your sick. Bring me your wounded. Like that's the offense a lot, you know. Bring bring me bring everybody. We 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 welcome everybody. Everybody is welcome, okay? Meeting at the quarterback. <laughs> For real. Like these boys out here, man, they part in the red sea. They they get your red carpet treatment right here, boy. You know how you go to like those fancy hotels and you don't even have to open the door, like there's the bell hop that opens the door for you and says, Good evening or good morning, whatever the day it is. That's what the Saints got. Right? They they got the they got the welcome wagon out there, red carpet style, for real, plush. 
I'm talking about that plush red carpet. I ain't talking about like that red carpet that you get from them knockoff carpet stores. I'm talking about the ones that, you know, make your feet feel like you, you're walking on a pillow. That's what type of offensive line they got right there. Wide open. For real. Olay Matador right here. Yeah, yeah, that's what they got. That that offensive line is garbage. Hot. <laughs> I'm talking about spicy. I'm talking about 10-piece Popeye spicy. That is terrible. This this offensive line is terrible. Like, I, I'm serious, man. It's to a point I'm just wondering, like, you know, you know how Madden game glitches and they might have you out there with quarterback and they forget to put, like, three other offensive linemen on there? That's how they look. <laughs> That's how they looking out there right now. For real. <laughs> it's a slip and slide Clyde O-line. For real. These boys, like, they sliding through. You know what I'm saying? It, I'm for real. It, people sliding through right quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't, they ain't even coming through the back door. They're coming through the front, right? That's how they doing. You know how you got the bounce at the door, but you that bounce ain't about nothing, so guys just walk right through it. Like, man, man get out of here, man. That's how, that's how it was. Red carpet treatment. O-line out there in the Matrix. <laughs> With two pickles. Yeah, man. Uh, Let's see. Hey, what? They say, hey, we're Andrews Pete. Yeah, Andrews Pete. I don't know what was going on out there. Andrews Pete was out there looking looking like the ice capades as usual, slipping and sliding all over the place. You know? I mean, look, I take, look, today, I don't feel bad talking about this offensive line. I don't take pride in talking about it, but today, them boys, like, these guys are responsible for getting yet another, like, man. I'm trying to like I'm serious. I'm I'm really sitting up here trying to think who that nation. I'm really trying to sit up here and contemplate and think the last time I saw an offensive line responsible for getting two starting quarterbacks in two consecutive years hurt and injured. Like I don't think I ever seen I don't think I ever seen that before. Like I, I don't think I ever seen it. Like you like Usually, like, if your offensive line is terrible, you make the necessary adjustments the following year to make sure you don't deal with the same situation. But it's like, there was like, how, how do you, how do you look at that offensive line last season and be like, yep, this is what we need. Like, how do you do that? Like, no changes. But I'm telling you, I'm calling up. Every off, like I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm calling up every offensive lineman that that I seen that had some level of success. There, I, I don't care how much you paying these dudes. Like seriously, I don't care how much you paying these dudes. Like Trevor Penning, put that boy back in the oven. He is not ready. Like I'm, I'm calling up Taylor Lewan. I'm calling up Lyle Collins. I'm calling up any offensive lineman that I've seen had some level of success in the NFL. And I'm calling these guys up to try to get these dudes to play. It's rather they're going to be a part of my rotation. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to sign them. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to just be a part of my rotation or I'm going to find some way to make them a part of the game. I'm going to do that. But I know I said a lot, but my final thoughts are simple. This was a terrible game by the New Orleans Saints. Really wet the bed down the stretch. Gave up a 17-point lead late in the game. Conservative play calling cost the saints the game uh you know not really trusting Jameis winston down the stretch really cost this team the game this is what i mean when i say teams need to play to win the game and not 
played to lose the game. And this is what the Saints did. They played to try not to lose the football game. But in a way, they already lost the football game because, quite frankly, they didn't live up to their potential. The defense, you know, took a step back and the offense was not able to pick up the slack. And this has been the issue throughout this entire 2023 season. Do I think the Saints can get back on the winning track? Absolutely. Do I think they can beat Tampa Bay? Absolutely. But do I feel like I have any confidence in this offensive line to be able to hold up Jameis Winston or Jake Hayner when he decides to come back or Derek Carr when he comes back? Uh, hell no. Absolutely not. Hells to the mother-loving now. I do not trust this offensive line. Right, I, I, I couldn't. I, I don't trust this offensive line to protect their luggage when they get it. You know, what I'm saying before they get it on a plane right now, like that's that's how that's how bad I feel like this offensive line is. They got to fix this. They got to fix it. This isn't something that you just need to you know look past. Like two quarterbacks got hurt. The quarterback that you have relied on to lead this team to success. Guess what? is no longer with the team right now and dealing with an injury. So you can continue to do the same things that you've been doing and, you know, uh, you know, and keep on going to the podium, giving people all this fluff ass stuff. And you can count on some of these other talking heads out here to try to, you know, try to, you know, put everybody mind at ease. You can do that if you want to, but I don't care what anybody says. There, there are no excuses. Like, there are literally no excuses for Dennis Allen this season. I don't care if you did lose Derek Carr. Like, I, I don't, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying Well, you know, we, we wanted to start the season with Derek and we lost Derek. Nope, 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 nope. You had an opportunity to have a choice if you wanted to keep P. Carmichael as your offensive coordinator, to keep Doug Marone as your offensive line coach, to keep some of these guys that was around that you, you decided to retain these dudes. That was your choice. Nobody put a gun to your head and said, hey, look, you need to make these changes or, you know what I'm saying, or else. Ain't nobody do that. That was your choice. And because it's your choice, you have to go with the consequences. Like, seriously. Like, nobody feels sorry for you. Nobody feel bad. Oh, man, well, you know, Dennis Allen would have been a better coach if Dennis, if uh, Derek Carr didn't get hurt. No, 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 no. No excuses in 2023 at all. At all. At all. When when Derek Carr left, they had a 17 to nothing lead. And look, I look, Derek Carr wasn't knocking anybody's socks off. He played his best game as a New Orleans Saint, but that's not saying much because he's been pretty much pedestrian for the exception of a couple of clutch throws at the end of the game for the last three weeks. So don't make it seem like, oh, we lost Derek and all hope was lost. No, 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 no. I will not accept that. I will not accept that. It is still the same energy going against Tampa because you have a quarterback that's been on your team for the last three seasons, and he has shown you that he's capable of facilitating a comeback. He has shown you that he can put up big numbers. He has shown you that he can put the ball into the hands of the playmakers. We've seen it during the time when Jameis Winston was the Saints quarterback. Plain and simple. So to me, in all honesty, I feel like the Saints offense should be a little bit further ahead. Yes, I said that. I feel like the Saints offense should be further ahead 
because Jameis Winston has had the opportunity to play with each and every one of those guys and has an opportunity and has an opportunity or had an opportunity. There we go. Had an opportunity to throw the ball to each and every one of the Saints receivers and tight ends on a consistent basis for the exception of Jimmy Graham and Foster Morrow. He has thrown passes and touchdowns to, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Thomas. He has he has thrown the ball to Chris Olave for Chris Olave to have more yards in a game than any time in his career, over 170 yards receiving. He has thrown the ball to Rashid Shahid, if I'm not mistaken, in practice somehow. So I ain't trying to hear nothing. I ain't trying to hear nothing. I don't want to hear, like, for real. This dude has been with the team longer than the quarterback that you signed. So to me, the chemistry should be a little bit further ahead because he understands these guys' tendencies probably more so than Derek Carr. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Uh, tough game today, but the Saints get an opportunity to bounce back at home, this time versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who as of right now are the only undefeated team in the NFC South. Will they stay undefeated? Only time will tell. They got to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not going to say that's an easy game, but it, it, they could possibly win this game. The Eagles aren't looking like they once did. So who knows? I mean, but this is embarrassing. This was a pathetic display down the stretch. It was a tale of two quarters. It really showed a lot of the things that the coaching staff need to work on, the players need to work on, because quite frankly, you're not going to be able to sustain success at the quarterback position with this offensive line playing the way that it did. Please subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Hit that like button on your way out. Previous episodes that are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, I want to make sure that I read some of the comments uh, that were, you know, the, the donations. I want to make sure I don't forget anybody. Uh, Who That Nation, thank you very much for the $2. Uh, Tyrone, uh, thank you very much for subscribing. Uh, I read Cool Sports, and I think I pretty much read everybody else. I know I've read Thomas, uh, Victor, uh, The Truth Hurts uh cool cool sports um i just want to acknowledge everybody that donated today the truth hurts victor uh prime thank you very much for the two dollars i don't think i read this one says will carl lose his job if injury to winston uh joshua once again thank you very much for the 499 so thank you to everybody that donated shouts out to manscape the official sponsor of the state of saints podcast for this episode uh shouts out to everybody that called in thank y'all so much thank you for the energy uh we'll be back um check out uh, the State of the Saints podcast, the SOTS podcast that's available on HNSN. Um, download the app. Uh, go to your app store. Put in HNSN. Uh, I'll be doing a show um, there tomorrow talking about the New Orleans Saints. And, of course, we'll be doing a final thought show about the New Orleans Saints tomorrow as well. Uh, keep your head up, who that nation. Nobody said it was going to be easy. But this is the reason why we love the New Orleans Saints. Good, bad, and different. You know what? They're still our team regardless. Hopefully they can weather the storm, and hopefully we don't get games like this anymore this season. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good.
taking it 